Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Spar and Brawl. I hope you're having a decent day. As always, I'm joined by my co-host, Sam, and we're back with another episode of The Progressive World. All right, Sam, let's get into, let's first give a quick overview of uh, what we have today and what we're most excited to talk about. But first, please like, and if you've been watching us for a while and you aren't subscribed, please consider to subscribe and timestamps are down below as per usual. All right, Sam, so our first story is going to be about Canada, kind of, and the truckers and various aspects of Canada. So we'll be discussing Richard Wolf on RJ Escrow, perhaps touch on Jimmy Dore. He's been talking about it a lot just generally. And then we'll talk more specifically about Trudeau. And Jordan Peterson has also released a song, which I guess we'll touch on, although I'm not too sure <laughs> how much there I, is to I, say. I, I, I have a lot of questions from you. I don't I don't know why you think I'll have answers to them, but I'll try my best. I'll try my best. <laughs> then we're going to move on to two pretty awesome Joe Rogan videos. So one was with Majid Nawaz. And I, feel, I think you know him a bit more than I do. He, he's, an, he's an English fellow. So very yeah, you can yeah. tell well, us. Well, not about... just. Okay. Anyways, one of, my, one of my classmates in university was working for his organization mm. at the time, Quilliam. So, yeah. He's an interesting guy. He's a friend of Sam Harris and all that. Okay, so yeah, and he mentions his organization a bunch of times in this in this video. Cool. 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 Is that what cool. it's called? Cool. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the specific pronunciation. And then Joe Rogan also had did this video, I believe, with a with a gentleman who will, I'll get his name after people can see who he is, who called who says the podcaster, a, a rapper, and something else, but they get into an extremely stand-up comedian. Stand-up comedian. I didn't hear that I, one. I thought, I thought I thought. Sure. But anyway, they get into a super interesting conversation about technology and they kind of have two opposing um, views of it, of how technology can progress, I would say. And I lean more on um, the host, the Joe Rogan host, uh, the guest, sorry, but we'll get into that. Oh, no, right. Joe Rogan really? guest. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, the guest was pretty much saying. No, I was um, surprised. Was yeah, yeah. Yeah. Then I've come across this interesting uh, document, which has a lot of derogatory terms that are unique to Iran and especially to the city of the capital of Tehran. I believe the person even mentions that in the introduction. So that's going to be fun. We'll talk about that. And then it's maybe perhaps the, when the real fun starts. So we're going to do some, we're going to move on to our geopolitics segment and talk about Russia, Ukraine. And there's a lot of stuff there. Of course, there are some funny articles by Thomas Friedman, as per usual, but <laughs> Kyle Kalinsky been weighing in. Aaron Matte has responded to him. So we have a bunch of tweets as well. Funny I'm article really excited by, about that. But, but my favorite publication, The Guardian. The Guardian, that too. And then we're going to keep the party going because in, in a quick hitters, AOC... <laughs> versus tucker carlson that's that's fun to talk about and watch but uh nomiki kun's appearance on fox news was perhaps next level and and, and that's what i'm most excited to talk about and then our last quick hitter is kim iverson did <laughs> did another segment on the great reset and it starts off i would i would say pretty much with a I mean, when the narrative that she's presenting, can that be considered I'm a conspiracy? I don't know. I, am but... very mu- I, 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 I sent that to you and I was like, this is so good. Check it out. And I was, yeah, it's going to be an interesting discussion okay. because I have a different take. But yeah. yeah. 
but I know then, what you mean. But... Then halfway through, Ryan Grimm comes in and, and Robbie Suave and even Kim starts uh, presenting. Even Kim kind of changes her story. So, I mean, the second part, I agree with you. But... I don't think she changed. I, I mean, we talk about it later, but I think she was presenting the argument of others. And then it's like, OK, now I can say perhaps my own. Oh, I didn't well, get it that way, but sure, if that's the case. And then hopefully if we we'll have time, we'll do a little pick of the week. For, you know some good and bad or just maybe good stuff that we that we've come across so we'll see about that but okay yeah. sam we're gonna do a ch- we're gonna start with a chit chat as per usual and you i sent you a clip from my favorite <laughs> mma podcaster and you were i think quite amazed by what he was saying so you you suggested that we talk about that and then we'll move on to some other chit chats. So what was I it mean, about this clip that you found to be Not just so the clip, man. I mean, the clip was, you send me, what's the name, guy's name? So Luke Thomas, he, he's an MMA Luke? podcaster and he also, um, he has his own podcast that he does alone without his host. And we've talked about him before because I stolen a lot of the ideas of this show from him. So this one is without his co-host. It's a solo section that he does and people ask him questions. And one of the questions that people ask them are like, what are your favorite news sources or what are some good news sources given that there is so much, you know, information out there. And to me, of course, it's not shocking that a people would ask him that, but also his response. But I guess for you, it wasn't the case. I was shocked by both because I thought it's a sports thingy. And then, yeah, his response. But folks, you... The one thing you have to understand about something is I like the folks, the Aaron Mates, the Adam Johnsons, Adam Johnsons, the Glenn Greenwalds, whoever. I like them challenging um, the reporting, challenging my worldview. But you got to remember something about the Wall Street Journal, about Le Monde, about El País, about the New York Times, about the Washington Post. These are big organizations that have a lot of manpower to look into stories. Now, they may get those stories wrong time to time in ways spectacular or otherwise, but I'm trying to point out something. This is a news room with people who know how to collect this, at least from a procedural standpoint, um, everywhere. They can get more news to you than even your number one critic can. This was the most detailed. Okay, guys, if you're looking for news on the Italian southern states, you have to go to this Italian website called Italy Live Forever. <laughs> and then you go, like, it was so sweet. It was like, oh, okay, guys, if you want to look at Democrats, you have to look at Glenn Greenwald and that stuff. But then there are all these other people that criticize Glenn. And then there is these amazing Matt Taibbi, doesn't mean. Aaron Matte, even you Aaron Matte, he mentioned Aaron Matte. Yeah, I was like, Jesus, this guy is. And he and subscribed then, to their Substacks. Yeah, he's. I mean, I mean, he. I mean, he was. And by the way, he. I mean, he has like the look that I'm hoping to get at some point. This white, black and white hair mm. thingy, and the beard, and it, he looks great. Yeah. He was like the most nuanced. He was more nuanced than anybody I've seen on any mainstream TV. And most of the people, like only, like I would put him up there with Matt Taibbi yeah. in the level of analysis. Like it was so sober. And okay, guys, there's these set of facts. And then there's these set of facts. There's no definite. Co- what the fuck is going on? And then you told me his life story, which is was like, yeah. He was, you know, raised by uh, like parents let me, let, that no, yeah, moved around in you. Argentina. Yeah. Then they went to Mars for a couple of years. <laughs> they came back. They traveled to Sun for a while. Then he became Batman for a couple of years. 
you know, then he decided to quit being a Batman. <laughs> but this guy has, I, I must say, while I respect him a lot, I love his work and everything, I hate these people. They make me feel like I'm nothing, like overachievers. Oh. Well, he himself isn't too happy with his, his life also. <laughs> But no, in the last, no, the last two, three years, he got a really good uh, break. It's been two years now since He's amazing. he got, I'm he got a contract with Showtime. And now he oh, really fantastic. has his own thing. And it's amazing because before that, he was living in Washington, D.C. and commuting to New York twice a day while doing twice a Jesus. week. Sorry. While doing five days of three hour radio show on Sirius XM. So like it was oh, like wow. killing him. <laughs> like the doctor yeah. told them you need to stop and change uh, jobs pretty much. It and not to point. mention the fact that he was dressing up and fighting crimes. At the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But no, his I'm story sure that is amazing. But he was a political speechwriter early on in his career. And that, he said, was the most stressful and worst thing that he did in his life. He was even Damn young. Much. He was in his 20s and he said his nails were falling off and things like that. Jesus so, Christ. so he just like completely quit that and switched to political commentary. But yeah, his life, I mean, it kind of explains, right? His dad was a diplomat. So he was born in Qatar. Then they moved to India, very young age. His mom is of Armenian background. He studied philosophy in university. Then oh, he joined on. the Marines. <laughs> Then he joined the joined Marines. Joined the Marines? Jeez. Yeah, See, I, I told you he's Batman. And, and you never and retire as Batman, a Marine, yes. if I'm not mistaken. But, you know, it's so funny how you said his analysis is better than most uh, political commentators. Like, of course, including in myself and way. us. That's for sure. But that's exactly yeah, sure. what I used to think, especially four or five years ago when I used to watch TYT a lot. And there'll be a lot of people at TYT. I was like, you know, these are not bad. But Luke Thomas, 100%, has like a much better take and much more knowledge, yeah. I used to think, than them in all these political things. But then we can touch on, on a bit why I'm... Um, just I just yeah. wanted to say, like, I mean, I just watched the video. You haven't seen it. Bree made a video with a policy wonk that is a policy advisor to Bernie Sanders. Just compare this guy with this guy. And this guy's policy advisor. Yeah. Or, by the way, Young Turks and Secular Tech. I think Young Turks and Secular Tech is the only reason they really grew where because nobody else online was talking about that those issues. No, mm. I never watched TYT or Secular Tech agreeing with them it's just they talked about the issue i wanted you know what i mean mm -hmm. like let's say i don't know abortion rights yeah. or something but yeah no, I, you, i completely get you man. Right. like i've never seen anybody on tyt's panel that yeah. is half as smart as this guy yeah but i mean except it, glenn <laughs> true <laughs> but you know mma is an interesting sport and it is kind of filled with characters like this a, a lot of them yeah all yeah all kinds of sides And you know Joe the, Rogan is also yeah, uh, MM. And uh, he's Phoenix, been on Joe Rogan. And he's been on Joe Rogan podcast. And he got really? Joe in trouble, apparently. He got Joe in trouble. They talk really MMA because he talked about fighters' oh, pay okay. and unionizing, which is a big topic. And apparently Joe actually got a phone call, according to Luke Thomas. He heard he got a phone call from the from UFC, who? from the UFC being like, you know. Um, we you don't can't talk about unionization. Unionization and fighter pay because fighter pay is like a big thing in the UFC and which has like a monopoly over the, over the MMA industry. It's a big conversation. Talk. Then another one that I told you that it's very interesting and people hate on this because everyone kind of wants no drugs and no doping. 
in MMA, right? Oh, yeah, that made me fall no, in love. No, that's with. insane. That and he's like read like all the scholarly work and brought some of the biggest scholars in doping. And he pretty much his argument is that it's unrealistic. There is no way of controlling doping unless you take away like fighters, people's rights 100% in the sense that you you can go to their Put house three dorm. times away. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, reach those kind of levels. And he said, in fact, you know, when you do this, when you increase and add more fines and everything, you just help those who have more money to get around it and for them to, uh, to dope. And, you know, the lower level ones, they get yeah. punished. And this is a very unpopular view. And he added for a long time, but is it? Yeah, yeah, in the MMA industry. Why but, yeah. is it unpopular? I never, I mean, not just yeah. MMA, though, all is sports. First of all, everybody is on drugs already. This bullshit that, you know, like yeah. La- Lance Armstrong and everybody else on that fucking Tour de France, they're mm. all fucking oh, yeah. junkies. So are most of our highest sport, like all sports people at that, like your body doesn't look like that, no, like yeah. unless you do some shit to it. Or you be know? able to do that when it comes to. Yeah, exactly. For instance. <laughs> right. But so it's exactly. these things of and, and purity and, you know, sanctity of the sport. Sanctity you know, of the sport. And all these kind of things. Oh, and, like, you know, what some is people want to be natural. You, you, you know, you can just imagine the bullshit arguments that go around but, in, but, in life. But that's and can you imagine like watching football or rugby? My favorite, watching rugby on coke. Like, <laughs> oh my god, there will be so much. It will be a crazy. Somebody will well, kill the referee in the middle of the game. I don't know. That. <laughs> but I'm, I'm talking amazing. more about performance enhancement drugs well yeah. coke i'm sure enhances something <laughs> i don't know if it's performance but, yeah. but he's so right i'm that was a bit of a joke but i do yeah. think doping is the biggest bullshit out there everybody does it it's just they you're okay with it when it's a state like you know us is always using it against russia yeah exactly get to, like it's it's such a bullshit it's such a bullshit yeah. and uh, by the way if you're a sanctity of a sport yeah. go play the fucking sport don't watch it on tv who give like if you're really mm. that sm- the, the stuff you watch on TV, everybody's drugged up. Everybody, nobody's playing professional sport. Like go watch videos from 50 years ago of I love the you know Pele, the Brazilian mm-hmm. guy. Yeah, yeah, like his videos are so funny because <laughs> everybody's basically got a belly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so stupid. Anyway, yeah, but he, no. this guy, man, I love him. I I yeah, he's so good. Yeah, I, I wonder I if some of our so viewers know him. I know Artie, one of our regular viewers. He even called in to all of his radio shows. He told me under really? one of the comments in 2010. Awesome. Because <laughs> remember once I was like, can somebody please tell me if they know this guy? And one person already wrote. <laughs> oh, cool. I wonder if others, uh, if others know him. Oh, man, I wish to meet Batman. Anyway. <laughs> but yeah, no, very, very interesting background that he has and like knowledge and everything. It's it's very fascinating. And in his, in his show with the other guy, his co-host, he's also very interesting and smart guy, but he takes the image that he is from a factory town and he's never been to university, although he's like an editor and all this, so he dropped out. So he plays kind of like, I'm the factory guy and, you know, you know so oh, much and class. he just makes... Yeah, and he just makes like, you know, almost like fart level jokes all the time. So they have like a really good contrast. And he gets pissed off because he wants to be serious. 
and the yeah. other guy is just making like <laughs> dirty jokes <laughs> i need to watch this show it's feel it sounds i mean you sent it to me once but i was just yeah, like i mean oh, it's, it's a lot sport. about mma his own podcast is when you know viewers send questions and like half of them can be about politics or you know oh right social aspects But, life uh, yeah but i i feel like i like the juxtapositioning of low brow line <laughs> yeah you know I, it's like he's always sunny stuff it's good True, that's exactly what they do but yeah i'm glad you enjoyed that gave me a chance to talk about luke thomas mma <laughs> yeah so what else anything else new this week in uh, your life Oh, yeah, you remember my breaking news? I mean, you know this, so I, I don't know why I'm pretending. But, uh, yeah, I, 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 I started the job last week, and it lasted two days. <laughs> I'm out. I'm out. I can't do this. But you're striking, Man. right? You, you didn't quit. <laughs> I, I quit. I quit. It was a quit. <laughs> well, it wasn't like our contract hadn't finalized. And okay, I'm gonna break this. I'm gonna save some of this for the next week. And guys, I know this is a bit rude to say and all that, but please like and subscribe just so <laughs> I get we get. I hate saying it because it feels like begging and shit. But please like and subscribe just because I want. Um, just I, I if I have one dream in my life is our channel becomes big enough to destroy the career of this <laughs> piece of shit asshole lord an insect human being that uh i spent two days with uh oh okay let, and I this mean, guy this, speaks english right so he could hear all this and see it oh yeah i hope he does i'm definitely gonna uh, put it on my linkedin and i never do but i i'm gonna put this on linkedin i'm gonna send it to a couple of people that are his financial partners i really, really want to destroy this oh, motherfucker shit. yeah by the way yeah. disclaimer spar and brawl does not support any of this in any official capacity these opinions <laughs> are the opinions of its host sam sam and it doesn't represent the entire organization okay go ahead <laughs> right, thank you all right okay i i think it does because was, i'm half of the organization opinion peace disclaimers <laughs> go ahead. no this okay let's just start with the background this motherfucker uh is a what you would call a parasite is if anybody some people might know yashar ali who's actually iranian american as well uh, i don't know if you know he, he's a twitter personality who would basically he's a parasite who uh, attach himself to rich americans and live in their house he lived in katie kathy griffin's house for a while and all stuff this guy is a version of that so a parasite who man this guy has gone to you like i i went to uk since i was a child for summer schools and then from high school dubai and then you know in england yeah you you've been to iran like six years seven years i think right i haven't no the last time i was there you mean no no your oh, whole lived. life you, yeah i lived for a good um six year period yeah six year period right and when we talk farsi we don't we we talk farsi you know yes. nobody can tell if you're from they can tell sometimes from if we can't figure out the vocabulary or something especially right? if they I have an idea or something then it's really easy for people to imagine like if they have like a oh, hint or something that you know yeah, yeah. you you were raised somewhere else or something at periods in your time then yeah but nobody much easier yeah yeah but then th this 
motherfucker <laughs> has gone to UK for three years. He's gone to Warwick University, right? I'm giving all the, I'm fucking giving out all the information. Go fucking sue me if you can. Um, um, because I can, it's not a slander if you can prove it. Um, he's gone to Warwick University, right? He studied analytical philosophy. And uh, this idiot, uh, man, he talks Persian. Hello, I am K1. I want to, so, you know, I was in UK for three years. I'm, I'm, I don't know how to do a, yeah. you know, English accented Persian. So this is what it's, this, you have to go with it. No, I so, <laughs> you know, so, so Shami, would you mind if you come here? And uh, bah, 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 bah. This motherfucker, I know him from two years ago. He came, I was working at a, a consulting firm at the time. And the consulting firm, by the way, my boss there was the nicest man who has ever lived, kind of like Luke Savage, like Mother Teresa, if he <laughs> decided to go to consulting, which I have no idea why he, she would. My boss was the nicest man. God bless his soul. He's just amazing man. And this parasite, you know what he does in Iran, as you know, there's a lot of people who think if you have a bit of an accent or mm -hmm. if you're studied abroad, you must be a genius. So he, especially old people, this parasite attaches himself to all, especially old people who are impressed by how I'm, I'm, mm. my name is, sorry, my Persian is a bit weak. I've been abroad for half Good an job. hour. I, I, I forgot <laughs> how to speak Persian. Oh, oh mother. motherfucker is called K1, which is an Iranian name. And everywhere he goes, he says, please call me Kevan, Kevan. What? K K K I went full Persian I mean because because K K is difficult for for a K one is a bit difficult. I don't know, man. I, K one is I, I don't get that. Isn't K one? Uh, it's actually my uncle's name too. That's a proper yeah. Iranian name. It's a proper but, Iranian name. And in, 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 it's and in other countries, it's, it's it's Kevin, right? It's like the same name, or is it different? Or is that even I don't, a different name? I don't know name? the etymology. I think I don't think it's the same etymology. Mm. I don't know, but it goes with Kevin. What Kevin? Kevin. <laughs> ah, 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 ah. uh, and by the way, he like he would. I remember when he was in our office. Man, I'm such an idiot. Everybody told me this is a goddamn parasite after a week. I was like, no, no, he's just an idiot. He doesn't know the rules. Fucking, I'm an idiot. <laughs> anyway, like every morning, somebody would bring something to the office to share, like a, 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 like a sort of a cookie or, yeah. a, you know, that type of thing. Bis biscuits, kind of pastry, usually yeah. digestives, that type of thing. Yeah. And this motherfucker, every day, the, but guys, where are the cookies? Not once he brought. Not once <laughs> he brought anything. But and then one time he was he's such a fucking arrogant asshole as well. He was like, Sam, where are the cookies? And I'm a I'm genuinely idiot nice guy usually. So well, I, was like, I don't oh, think I our viewers get... will believe that. <laughs> I know, I know. But in I, I am with people I don't know. Like I know you. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, I didn't buy any. And one of my colleagues got a like really nice guy. He was like, Kevin, do you think we owe you food or something? What's going on here? You always come here. Where is the food? Where is the food? I mean, this asshole, this asshole. And I did, I did, he left our office. Uh, I don't think he paid rent, by the way. He wasn't a colleague. All he did was like, 
Uh, by the way, he's done analytical philosophy and he keeps talking about, I want to do something in Iranian advertisements that has never done before in Iran. We go by data, we go by analysis. <laughs> and I've seen his work. His analysis is doing Google search images, uh, <laughs> picking Instagram posts. <laughs> Fucking idiot. And um, yeah, I did, a couple, I did a project, one project with him last year. Again, me being a fucking idiot introduced one of my closest friends who is a financial analyst at the highest levels uh, worked at Barclays, Mitsubishi Bank all of these things and in the meeting again he uh, he fucking uh, embarrassed me like he, he didn't know shit about consulting he didn't even know the basic vocabulary mm -hmm. and then he was very aggressive oh Jesus and well yeah and there i lost it i Jeez. fucking lost it and i put him in his place kind of that time uh, that was happy but then that, well, he came to you know discuss the can you hear me yeah yeah you just kind of got cut off for a second but i could still hear you yeah continue okay. yeah sorry about yeah uh yeah, and three weeks ago, he came up, he gave me a job offer, head of content. The rest for next week, to be honest. But, but I'm going to tell you about his studio. But this, I mean, oh, one more thing. <laughs> when we were having the project, one more thing. This is all previous working. I'll, I'll have quite good stories from the two days. Yeah, you haven't even worked. hit that point. The, the, uh, when we were doing the project, one day I went to their office. Most of my job was doing market research, so I had to do interviews with people and shit. But I went to his office and he was interviewing, man, this motherfucker, he, he sees a girl, oh. he loses it. He loses it. You go to a coffee shop with him, a girl walks in and he's been to the UK. It's not like he's from the, you know, from some village in Iran where men and women are segregated. And oh my God, I saw a knee, <laughs> you know? Oh, you know, I saw her uh, toes, oh, you know? She, somebody walks into a coffee shop he fucking loses it, man. He almost fell off a chair what? one time. I don't he was, get that. He was, okay, we were, he was sitting on one of these chairs, kind of like my lazy chair, but yeah. a bit, one of these modern chairs that I don't, you know, it's like weird design <laughs> like that. And then the girl walked in and uh, the, the door made the noise. And man, he was like that. <gasps> <laughs> you can cut them yeah i'll cut out your legs there. <laughs> the sound was very shorts there just really short shorts <laughs> yeah i wear shorts it's hot in europe but I, a mother man this piece of shit pathetic loser of a man just I, again, I know this is rude, this is awful, whatever, but please just like and subscribe for <laughs> I just want this motherfucker not to have a job. But, but, but I, I mean, next week I'll go to the details of our two days thing, but I do think he's almost done. I think he's, he's pretty much burned all his bridges. Everybody is talking bad really? about him his back. Everybody. And all the team that was with him last year, all gone. There was just one guy left. Like, that was one of the things. I was like, I went there, head of content, head of what? I'm head of myself. <laughs> like, <laughs> but, but uh, yeah, so uh, it's, yeah, I'm gonna, I think he's done. I hope he's done. This piece of shit, pretentious, uh, yeah. liar, 
I hope I never, uh, uh, you know, guys, I want to do something as everybody in it. And the motherfucker, uh, you know, this is what pisses me off. Always going on about in Iran, <laughs> Iran is everything different. Iranians, Iranians are stupid. Oh, <laughs> this, uh, you fucking studied at the top mm-hmm. university, you fool, you goddamn. <laughs> I next time I'll see him, man. I'll, yeah, I don't know what happens next time. <laughs> Jesus, fuck no, but yeah, I'll save, I'll save the annoying. two days of, uh, yeah, mother, f- Sammy John, Sammy John, <laughs> fuck off, you retarded. Sorry oh. about my bad words. Sorry about my bad words. I mean, no, yeah, I mean, no disrespect to anyone. It's just some people really bring out. They hate in you and you use some words that are not correct to use in any context. So I apologize, but whatever. This guy deserves far worse than bad words. This guy deserves to be put in a camp, to be honest, to be educated about some real word stuff. This, yeah, no, I mean, no, sounds, he doesn't. He, he sounds horribly I mean, annoying. Cool. And the thing is, he's a it sounds like his he's annoyingness shot. comes from his personality because yeah. I've told you this before, but I feel like I've at work like you know in offices and other places where i work you could see you could say like 40 or 50 percent of the people i felt were like douchebags but i think it was like the work that made him douchebags like outside know, of the work they were yeah, completely yeah. fine nice but just people. the work situation mixed with their own character or whatever then it just made it really bad whereas outside of work their character wasn't that wasn't that bad for them to be a horrible person but this guy he's like you know he sounds well, yeah, like it all comes from him oh yeah he's a definite uh fuck twit and uh i don't i'm trying i'm sorry i'm just coming up with my own insults now <laughs> just trying to i don't know how to describe this prick of a human I mean, being. piece of shit i would typically go with that but uh, it's not in it feels i've i've had shits that i've had much <laughs> more of a loving relationship with and uh yeah, yeah the, you know, the charlatanism, the fact that he changes his accent to get money from rich yeah. people and uh, the parasitical nature of his, mm, his by the way, his eyes, mm, <laughs> you can tell from fucking face when he's on the, uh, you know, uh, just discuss, he discuss, and maybe partially I'm so angry because my sister, my colleagues, all of them warned me that, mm. no, you're, he's not some fool, he's a fucking charlatan. I was like, no, no, he's just, he just came back from abroad. He doesn't understand this stuff. No, he was a fucking charlatan. And Kayvon Shafi, Shafai, Shafi. <laughs> so yeah, this is his name. Sue me, motherfucker. If you can, I'll take you to court. I'll take you and your unregistered business that doesn't pay taxes to court and fuck you up. <laughs> motherfucker. Damn, Talking damn, about, damn, damn. I'm going to do something different in Iran. What? Not paying taxes? People have been doing that for years. <laughs> motherfucker. Jeez, that was a good one. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> something uh, different. Yeah. Not paying taxes. <laughs> Jesus. It's a very, Christ. it's a very old tradition in Iran, you know? Since the time of Cyrus, we were like, taxes? Taxes? No, no. <laughs> But no, and like, I can so understand like you know, him leaning into his English or the you fact see, that I he see. lives abroad. That's like a common thing that's done in Iran. And like, I guess in like bourgeois parts of society or even other parts, you can, you can really, you know, by being, by having, is, ha- by speaking English and, you know, just wanting that around. 
I had seen it in movies, man. There was one TV show in Iran. It was really funny, a sketch show that there was this character that a, a, a friend of a friend comes back from abroad and he's exactly like that. Oh, yeah. hello, guys. I no, it's very for... common. And then, it's very common. Yeah, yeah. And then at the end of the episode, you find out that he actually went to UK and just stayed in the airport for six hours and got deported <laughs> back and it was all a show. But I have a lot of friends who are born like you or a lot of others uh, that are born other places. Nobody... Oh, no, I was born in Iran, but yes, yeah, still. Yeah, no, no, yeah. yeah, or educated in other places, something you know. Nobody talks like like yeah. the real people who. It's just mother. Yeah. <laughs> anyways, anyways, yeah. I'll I'll save the rest for there because next week I want to get into what happened during that two days. Which, by the way, I must say I did accept the job partially because I wanted to fuck him up, <laughs> and I did kind of because I yeah I'll I'll save it I'll save it but. He's All right, done. nice. We'll save that for next time. Please sue me. Please, Kayvon. Kayvon, sue me. <laughs> Fucking liar. Jesus. Okay, that was really fun. That was that was good. Anything else on this story or other other eventful <sighs> events? No, but again, I'm sorry for like and subscribe thing. I know it's not, you know, polite, but no, no, of course it is. I mean, asking to like and subscribe, I don't see the issue with that and one of our viewers once told us you know carib month he was like you can so yeah one of our viewers he was like you know you can just tell people how much subscribing means a lot to the people running to the, the channel especially when you don't have too many subscribers and it doesn't really cost anything to the person subscribing except if you know they're bombarded with shitty content at which point they can unsubscribe you if that's really the case <laughs> yeah it, it feels yeah i think the work should speak for itself everywhere i don't know sometimes I know, yeah, I know, I know. I'm a, I'm yeah. a weirdo. So let's go. But any, but you know, you you can't. Sometimes you think you're subscribed to a channel and you're not. Like I have um, that case because if you watch the stuff yeah. a lot, then YouTube just recommends it to you anyway. Yeah, so yeah. you don't even realize that you're not. I'm subscribed. still getting Jordan Peterson fucking content recommended to me. Uh, oh yeah, I that, know. Uh. that research, that research ruined my YouTube experience. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, all right. We'll get back to Jordan Peterson in our next segment. But yeah, if there's nothing else to say, Sam, let's get this party started. Okay, Sam, let's talk about Canada and Canadian truck drivers and the ongoing um, protest in Canada. So the latest that's actually going on is that uh, Prime Minister Trudeau had evoked an emergency act that was set to expire in 30 days. However, after just 10 days, they, they revoked it and they removed it. So that is the latest that's happened there um, um, at time of the recording. But there's still plenty to talk about. So I think what would be a good way to set up this, um, this conversation was Richard Wolf went on Jimmy Dore and that got a lot of like, I believe some backlash in the comments I made and neither of us have actually seen uh, what he says on the Jimmy Dore show. How do we miss it? I don't know, but we've no, no, I, I, wait, wait, no, but yeah. how did you miss it? Because Jimmy Dore does the live thing and ah, you can't you even, the... you can't even go back. Like, you know, but that's by the way, why I stopped kind of watching Jimmy Dore. One of the main reasons it feels in my view, again, I have this weird etiquette about YouTube. I don't know why that you shouldn't say like and subscribe, but you should allow your videos to be replayed. You know, so yeah, I, I, that's why we missed it. So the video doesn't exist anymore at all. I mean, he didn't repost oh, uh, it. Maybe there is parts of it. I yeah. don't know. Let me just. I'm just checking as. But you however, I've watched Richard Wolf on the RJ Escra where 
it's kind of response to that. And I believe he completely clarifies. clarifies and outlines what he had initially said. And I believe his general point is that the left should support um, these kind of protests. I would support any protest. You know, the left should, in fact, think, why is it that the truck drivers came up with this kind of strategy and not somebody in the left? Maybe perhaps they're unable to do that. I don't know. And he just he goes on to say that I would um, I would my demands would be a bit different. He says that where I would differ with them. It wouldn't be necessarily about the mandates, but to improving healthcare system and everything. So if there are some some people who are not vaccinated and they happen to get infected and very sick, there's you know good hospitals and places that they can go. I believe that is his ar- argument, which I don't find to be. And controversial at all and in, in fact that complete support what he said on the R, rj escrow show i'm pretty sure he said the same thing literally the same thing on jimmy door that's I, I, why just, i thought it's not a big deal if we hadn't seen it just to clarify i can't find this video about okay like with richard wolf maybe they, they i don't know maybe in one of i i have to check but no and i watched jimmy door's own segment it. I watched Jimmy Dore's own 15-minute long segment, so I also know where he stands on the Canadian trucker protests and stuff, in case okay. in case that is needed. But then, yeah, Sam, we watched the Bad Faith video. They had a... That was decent, fantastic. That was a good conversation about just generally the situation in Canada. Do you want to perhaps touch on that? Yeah, Brie again brought it home with another fantastic, I think, sort of panel interview because you had people who were disagreeing on some points, but uh, we're all knowledgeable and in my view, uh, by the way, apologies for the noise of the street. It's too hot. I have to leave the window. No <laughs> I'm, I'm sweating like a pig right now. Uh, and um, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it was a fantastic video, I thought. And uh, I forget the names of the people, but there was an older gentleman. Oh, one of them is Luke Savage, who ha- I have read his writing. He's very good. The guy, uh, the, you know, the only white guy, there, mm-hmm. basically. And then you had the older gentleman who I pretty much, I agreed with him almost, uh, I think, on a lot of things. And then you had another gentleman. Who I really didn't understand like where he stood on the truckers thing, really. But he gave a lot of interesting information. I had no idea about the indigenous people's uh, rights being fucking trampled on, basically, by the Canadian government. Like the examples he gave, uh, like... and. Yeah, he was. He, he did point out that it's interesting and it's sad that, um, like, unless white people are protesting, it seems nobody, even in Canada, uh, uh, nobody cares uh, or something, uh, which was, yeah, I guess disappointing. But, but I didn't understand his take exactly on the truckers because he did s- seem to say that they are mostly racists. And I think they're mostly right wing, but I wouldn't say them, ra- I wouldn't say they're racist from what I read. Um, they, yeah. like they're tw- yeah, they not part of the Teamsters Union of Canada they are uh, you know uh, it doesn't mean they're not working class but it uh, they're not necessarily have left leaning uh, goals yeah uh, yeah probably I, I mean I think that is the overall thing but based on what I've seen and heard I don't think it's only reserved to truck drivers now this protest I mean if the main reason oh, really? behind okay. it if the main reason behind it was the fact that, you know, to not have COVID mandates, it makes sense to me that there is, I've heard that they say that 30% of the Canadian population supports the, the protests, which makes sense to me because around 25 to 30% of Canadian population unvaxxed. So I would assume that they will be sympathetic. What? 
around 30% are unvaxxed. I think it's 75%, but that's overall in all Western countries, they vary between 65 to 75% when you look that's at the entirety children? of the population um, of people who can be vaccinated. Okay, I, all right. I, I believe. Um, I thought it would be higher. Right I think now. it's higher in Iran. I don't know. I, really I mean, you hear different different stats and stuff, but... I guess yeah, wow, it it's here it's actually saying it um, very... Well, it's saying 80%. Uh, okay. 80%, but I, I think... Yeah, it depends uh, on exactly like who you... Yeah, maybe it depends on the dose as well, like how yeah. many people took the first dose, how many people... So I've heard 75%, so 75 to 80, which is... Oh, yeah, which is in the high um, ranges even, because that's where most of the Western countries, if you look between 65 to 70, 75% of the population are fully vaxxed. Um, it seems some yeah. a bit higher, of course, and there are a few um, but, exceptions uh, there. Yeah, I, I just wanted to make like i generally i th- i generally I, first of all i don't think i mean from very early on i am very suspicious of how well a lot of the measures they put work but from very early on i saw that as soon as you push back on mandates or a lot of other things that i think are increasingly being proven that scientifically didn't have any effect whatsoever uh, there was such a psychological reaction that i just gave up basically mm. you know i wouldn't argue with people you know you, you know what i mean but i think now I, I i am like i think it's just they should really stop the mandates and the uh, mass well, mandates think, and all that i it's think ridiculous. that's happening at this point like it's definitely I, happening everywhere yeah, it's happening think, for, for including sure. canada as well and my question is like yeah i mean i wonder if it weren't for all these people like protesting and stuff would they have remove the mandates this quickly no, and the vaccine so. requirements not the emergency act at least i don't think oh that's have... in canada sorry i was speaking more broadly in all western oh, sorry, sorry. countries okay, okay. because they're all they're all quickly abandoning the the covid passport a lot of them scandinavian ones i think switzerland are... i believe the uk completely dropped even its covid I think, um, yeah passport i mean uk you don't see that but in europe there was major protest kind of similar to the truck ones yeah. uh, against the covid Again, 25 30 percent of the population were were against the vaccination so it makes i mean look wait there's sense. a different but, but i don't think that's a fair thing to put a lot of people like who do these protests are vaccinated and they're yeah, not yeah. anti-vaccine they're anti-mandates and i do yeah, think yeah. that's that's like because you no, don't no, fair I enough mean, there. I think if you're in my view, if you're you're anti-vax, you're an idiot. But if you're anti-mandate, you're completely right. That's my in the current view. context. In the, the current context, the work, yeah. And given given the capabilities of the of the vax vaccination. Yeah, exactly. And and I would say, okay, I was like that's why like there is I would say there are psychological states that society goes through that. I felt like there some of the mandates, of course, they won't have any scientific effect, but they reassure people in their head, mm. you know, like the mask thing. So, okay, let's not push back against that for now. You know what I mean? I didn't mm. think it was worth it for a while, but now, I mean, come on, uh, it's ridiculous. Yeah. And but, uh, uh, but I just wanted to just, let's put the, I wanted to give a bit of exposition. So you got these people on the left, so-called left, that they say, we should demonize these people. They are right-wingers protesting. 
uh, their cause, we should distance ourselves with their cause, their cause is leading to deaths of people, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Then I am more on this camp. Then you had RJS Cow and Richard Wolf saying, no, you should. Uh, of course, a lot of them are right wing, blah, blah, blah. But you should talk to them and you should try to like bring them towards because they share the same they share the same uh, problems as the working people. It's just they, the solution they came up with is, in our view, wrong, mm -hmm. right? They went to the right. I must say, while I am anti-mandate and I agree with Richard Rolfe and stuff, I don't think, like, this idea, like, left has still, since 70s, like, they are stuck in this idea that, oh, if we go and talk to them, why can't the left talk to these people, bring them together? No, they won't be brought together. What brings people together are underlying material conditions, our mm -hmm. structures. This idea that, oh, if we could just go talk to them and explain to them that, no, the real things is that. Uh, no, that I don't think. Richard Wolf is like the left should. There is no left. What left? What organization are you talking about? I'm sorry, but there is no left. There is no, like, there is no uh, Internationale. There is no Soviet Union. There is no, there is no, there is not a significant. I mean, there isn't even a Bernie Sanders. Party. Uh, there's not even a goddamn social democrat anymore yeah All there's not even have left his are, movement yeah neoliberals or sort of neo neo-nationalists yeah. someone in, pointed oh, out that apparently nina turner is the last remainder that's why people <laughs> oh are yeah yes yeah. they're like one of our, which is i, I guess i can you, see maybe they're right that's the they're right they though that's the thing they, like, that's <laughs> She's the, holding so, what, on. What, so even let's say you go to talk to truckers and then what you know, you might become right wing yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Richard Wolf turns. <laughs> I, I am Richard the Lion now. <laughs> no, so I'm just uh, saying, don't. You're speak. right, though. Who is the I, I feel like there is way too much optimism about the fact that, although, although. I like to qualify. I think it's a much better strategy than demonizing them. Mm -hmm. It's a much better strategy than just saying they're just uh, lying about them yeah. and uh, stereotyping them and all that. It's a much better strategy. And it's a much better strategy because it's more, in my view, if you're a good human being, you do that. If you have some level of fucking, uh, you yeah. know, tarbiyat, as they say in Iran. I don't know. What Decency, is tarbiyat? Uh, no, like edu uh, education about manners. You do that. You don't go, oh, you're an idiot. Uh, yeah. You don't do that. But at the same time, in my experience, talking to people doesn't help. So don't and get your hopes too high. would you even talk to them? I didn't. I mean, anyway, like, because you, you agreed. I mean, I guess. You're, well, you tell them that your material conditions hasn't deteriorated just because of these men. Yeah. You're frustrated because of years of underpay, because of years of mm -hmm. material conditions deteriorating and these all of this cultivates and when there is a mandate it's kind of the last straw that mm. breaks the camel's back and you lose it so try to maybe focus your thoughts and be more organized i've had this conversation with people of all backgrounds from yeah. rich to poor from working class to uh, somebody who is so rich doesn't really work anymore <laughs> <laughs> to uh, people of iran people of uk people of france people of germany people of dubai doesn't work man people after 25 26 they made up their mind it's over mm -hmm. i see and i mean i'm kind of thinking including okay, here, myself here you put it also yeah but i mean as long as you can get people on the same issue i guess it really doesn't matter if they're left wing or they're right wing or 
or what they think. I mean, you know, I guess okay. if you can go and yeah, convince yeah. If you're people single issue, yeah, to focus right, yeah. on healthcare or I don't know what, but yeah, yeah, yeah if, if you're going to explain to them the way that you did, which is a very um, leftist, was it a leftist way of seeing the world? I mean, what you just it, described? A material, I, I would say it's a material. I mean, I don't even want to call myself a lot of times leftist because people are always on YouTube going, you are not a real leftist, mm. you are a real leftist, blah, blah. I don't care. I'm, I, I, the only thing I'm comfortable with is probably I'm a materialist, really. Like I don't believe in not in the sense that you want to, but not in the sense that you want to consume more. In the sense that you, you oh, believe yeah. <laughs> that material <laughs> conditions have played a big importance in society. No, no, I like a big gulp and a big Mac. That's what I literally believe in, and I wanted to have it five times a day. No, like I that's all as far as I pretty much agree with Marx that it's the material conditions that uh, are. The you know the structure infrastructure that type of thing. It's not about talking to people. It's not about you know making a good speech or bring, make, creating a broad church. Good luck. Maybe I hope they're right. By the way, I hope I'm wrong. Yeah. I really hope I am wrong. But uh, you have no idea how much I hope I'm wrong because I continue to talk about this <laughs> shit to people who don't care. But don't get your hopes. Right? Yeah. That's all I'm saying. But I mean, you said one or two pretty, yeah, one thing that you said, which is like, there is no left. So I don't even see who Richard Wolf thinks that you would be, you know, sending think, in there well, or talking or organizing in this way. I mean, do he, all he people, mentions, let's say. He mentions all, specifically Jacobin. He mentions uh, other like outlets. Uh, Jacobin is the one I remember. news outlet. Yeah, he says like leftist news outlets and they have been writing articles attacking uh oh support yeah but i thought you know joining them as in form of protest i don't know like you know i guess he what he's saying is that like organizations like jacobin or let's say tyt or whatever like these center lefty youtubes they shouldn't demonize truckers and they should in fact try to incorporate them and he's right he's 100 right all i'm saying is that i don't think that would have had much like yeah, let's not get our hopes too high. By the way, apparently the truckers are now doing a thing in the U.S. Now they're driving through to go to Washington or something. Do you know about that? No, not really. I mean, okay. you hear about them joining in the U.S. and stuff. But I mean, the, the, the thing is, and which is, which is thankfully, I mean, their main reason is going away, is going away quickly. I mean, A, mandates didn't go into place in most places or most for more, just Glenn Greenwald um, tweeted right now, I think like in the city of Sacramento or some, something like that, there's like in one of the cities, even mandates for uh, government employees are being removed. And in Europe, I mean, the requirement for masks and all these have been removed, are being removed very quickly. And I mean, I don't even dare to say this um, really, but out loud and because maybe it had to do a lot with these protests and everything, but, you know, I mean, I was surprised, at least the Swiss government, but other countries, too, they reacted relatively quickly in dropping everything once it became clear that I think whether it's it, because of the vaccine or how weak Omicron got, just death rates and severe, how, what kind of virus, you know, COVID transformed into with Omicron, just deaths and the risk of it and everything went down so quickly. I mean, Switzerland, in a matter of two weeks, some of it, the mask and the COVID pass in a matter of a day, removed all of them just like this. And, you know, I know that perhaps in Switzerland, the government runs better than other places. And people can say, yeah, and all these protests that were there, oh, they helped 
for them to know that you know I we think, can't be messing around with this because yeah there were protests in Europe I, I as you thought, were saying as well so I mean I feel like you need to give some credit <laughs> to some of the governments over the last few weeks because not all of them but some because they did react very quickly whether that's for themselves or not because uh, in UK Boris Johnson did the same thing so maybe he, he's quickly reacted this way in order to you know alleviate some of the pressure was under due to other scandals so i don't know i mean um a lot of time I, these moves are self-serving but no of course they're self-serving for sure but i do think besides the emergency act which was dropped because that I was think in the canada react- yeah in canada the reaction was so negative i don't think protest really had any effect i think it was more to do with economy Really, that's why they want to open that up too. That's because, very, yeah. I mean, you could argue that if the economy continues to go down the toilet, then there will be more protests. I definitely yeah. accept that. But I think that's the main reason why they are quickly opening up. And I'm so, it's so, and like, I'm so glad though that I, I managed to keep my mouth relatively shut because everybody was running their mouth about Corona as if they're fucking virologists. Mm. And now apparently this interesting John Hopkins uh, stuff, uh, a study came out that shows that, um, you know, lockdowns, especially in, in the whole sort of a blanket way that they were applied, uh, probably had, they, I think they say between zero to 2%. Maybe yeah, they I've had heard of that. I mean, I would like to check out it's that John study. Hopkins. Anecdotally, I feel like that is not right. But then it's all the variables that come in because sometimes... You know, they would institute a lockdown, right? And two weeks later, the number of cases and deaths would drop down significantly. But that could also be because of the, you know, what stage the the virus was going at at that point. Because, you know, they also know those things. They look at the number of people there are at one point. Environment, whether it's winter or summer. I mean, all these, I'm glad this one is a study. So this is a study and I'll go look at it. Um, for sure. Yeah, so yeah. this could be completely but right. It's just yeah, that in I, other conversations, yeah. we often forget the other variables and we just like point out to one change just to, you know, show, oh, vaccines here, then it's working. Oh, vaccines there, now it's not working. I mean, there's a host of variables that go into play, which a study could, you know, could see what are the impacts. So that one's interesting because to me, it seemed like the lockdowns, as damaging as they were to people and businesses and everything in many ways, it seemed anecdotally that at least it would it would serve the purpose of bringing down cases, but that could be seasonal. That could be due to other variables. No, no, so yeah, I'm, no, I'm excited I, to go look I, at the study. A, I mean, I completely missed that. You're completely right. But so, a study yeah, is supposed I, I, to take these into fact, <laughs> into consideration. Yeah, into, into, into consideration. So I need to. Yeah, I need to look at that study again. But yeah, it's it's kind of like the truckers thing, man. You know, the truckers thing has been going on for. A month now mm. i don't understand this urge everybody has to comment on something they don't know any i was so happy when Bree did that bad faith interview because okay now i know something all mm. right now i can comment on this issue without just going with my gut feeling yeah same with corona i feel this last two years that's why i was so like annoyed and like you don't want to argue with people because mm. They don't, like, nobody knows. It's just such a new thing. How could you know? Yeah. And they would just issue these definitive statements about things. It's very disappointing. No, definitely. So for, for this segment, another thing that I got is I got examples of a few protests from, um, from the past decade or so 
which I mean, in Canada, I don't know. I mean, everywhere the governments overreact to protests, but perhaps in Canada, people would have this image that they wouldn't. But the fact that they reacted in this way and that they tried to pass the emergency act and everything really didn't um, surprise me. I mean, speaking of like passing a Did bill, it? huh? No, not Did too much. Surprise? No, not too much because I mean, I've heard of these incidents. So first, there is the what they call the biggest mass arrest in Canadian history. This had to do in 2010 with the G20s, and pretty much the police force has come out and paid like around 16 million not that much money in settlement to a few hundred people that were arrested wow. during that time because during the Anybody G20 protest injured or died um i believe injured but no nobody died apparently thankfully but this was in 2010 in Toronto they came and encircled a thousand protesters right there just like encircled a thousand of them, them yeah. and arrested all of them so they were wrongfully detained and they had to pay so th that was a big example of in Canada the police overreacting Check out this one. This one is even more parallels, perhaps. Montreal student protests in 20... Oh, why did I write 2018 here? I believe it was in 2012. So they were going to increase the tuition fees for university students by about 50 to 75%. And there were huge protests in the streets. School had to close the universities. And in Quebec, the Quebec government at first, and then it was revoked, I believe, passed the bill. They passed Bill 78, so very similar. And Bill 78, what it did, is an act to enable students to receive instruction from the post-secondary institutions they attend and restricts freedom assembly protests and picketing on or near university grounds and anywhere in Quebec without prior police approval. So even the UN, <laughs> UN high commissioner had to you know, voice his concerns about this back then saying, in the contents of student protests, I'm disappointed by the new legislation passed in Canada. So especially this version, I feel like it has such parallels where they quickly pass like a bill where there's an emergency and act I, they, in they order to, it to shut people no. up. Yes, I believe they remoked it. And the protest happened to be successful because um, the student, the tuition fees didn't increase. And then uh, I also got a one or two small examples where like, for example, in 2016, on the very first day of a peaceful demonstration in Toronto, Participants of the Black Lives Movement were beaten and gassed by the police. Four years later, in Ottawa protest at a key intersection advocating for Black and Indigenous lives re resulted in 12 people being charged and the protest being removed within three days. So just like governments around the world, I guess my point is that the Canadian government might have this image of being goody two-shoe or something. But when it comes to protests, they're, they're always, whether they're it happens at a local level, <laughs> federally, they... Um, they're very quick to crack down. Yeah, but, I mean, look, I, I never had, I never thought Canadian government would be better or worse mm. than any other. But I think there was a couple of things that was shocking to me coming from anyone. One was the, the guy said, uh, talked about like the indigenous people. Uh, like he said, there was a case in which a child of a woman was taken away from her mm -hmm. because the nurse suspected that she might neglect the child. Yeah, that's crazy. No yeah. evidence based. I was like, what the fuck? Like, that's like, a, that feels like that uh, Canada or Japan or I don't know, anywhere. Yeah. That feels like Middle Ages type of thing. Then you also had Justin Trudeau 
saying, yeah, you know, nation has to make a choice and we have to make a choice to live with these people or not live with these people. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you, you know who you are. You are somebody who used to do blackface, right? Yeah. On a number of occasions. You're calling other people, like other, most Canadians must tolerate you, yeah. piece of shit. Man. You know who Trudeau is. You know who Trudeau is. Yeah, I mean, yeah, tell yeah. me if this Profe- is wrong. Son of a professor. Oh no, no, he, the son of like the biggest uh, prime minister. Yeah, yeah. His Canadian nickname history. was his nickname was the professor because of the pipe. Ah, okay, see, but that wasn't no. That's someone I was referring to. And once oh, is he's a- Trudeau the closest thing to Obama? I mean, he he his hundred percent from that yeah, exact yeah. thing. He is Obama. Yeah, yeah. He's a white. Canadian Obama. I, I say he's a no, he's skilled. a slightly better than Obama. I would say he's a tiny bit more. He has more policy stuff going on. I mean, on. that's how it started. But I mean, we we covered the election where he barely won his own snap election that he thought that he called on at a yeah, right time. He no, barely but, won, and his opposition. Can you, you know, tell me one thing Obama did. The Iran I, nuclear I, I, deal. And I mean, of course, after the financial crisis, he passed legislation after the 2008 financial Exactly. He passed legislation stuff that was horrible, um, that were pointless and useless to um, even make things worse. Yeah, yeah, no. But Trudeau as well, that's the thing. He came in with the big climate change promise and this and that. And people can ask all the same questions about him. I haven't looked into Trudeau, but Obama, in my view, was the do nothing like i've never seen a world leader to be this level of do nothing like mm. literally did nothing had meetings with other people have with beers like thank you thank you president oh oh sorry he, well, he fortified the status quo with all no of no, that. no he did yeah. destroy libya you're right he mm. did destroy yeah. syria yeah no he did some shit but yeah anyways yeah, no, obama was just in in terms of domestically was such a do nothing president 100%. You know, kind of like Trump, you know, prefer to play golf. Um uh yeah. But yeah, and then of course you were Trudeau. talking about how indigenous you... people were treated in Canada. I mean, indigenous people yeah, the way yeah, that they're treated that, that... in Canada, the worst of the worst happened to them and they probably also discriminated by all these kind of social policies as well. We've covered the schools back in the day that they were sent to and everything. Yeah, yeah, this this yeah, But Trudeau is answer. such an is such an Obama and I mean, yeah. and now it's done. You know, he came in at such a, I mean, he came in in such a strategic well time, right? Because prior to him, there was, of course, the conservative politician. Yeah, um, that Harper, was that, Stephen who was, Harper. Yeah, right? who was so hated was by everyone. So he was just perfect. He came in perfect situation with the Obama era, with the Obama style climate change. Then they went to COP 2020, the Paris climate one, sorry, COP, whatever it was called. And, He's you know, a made boy. the big He's a thing. Yeah. Boy put that whole image and stuff and then of course not much really happened like, on the climate I, like change all, front as well my, my whole like uh, like ladies above 40s that i know they are all in love with him <laughs> yeah know? oh it's just you know he's the most popular among late <laughs> my mom too she's wives. like no but trudeau is good yeah, right same. and i mean <laughs> let her have that one i'm like I, okay okay yeah <laughs> there's no point in arguing so why yeah exactly but uh, yeah no he's a he's a creep by the way he didn't even do blackface i feel like as iranian or mm-hmm. middle eastern he did brown face he <laughs> uh, he did uh, no he did he he dressed up as alibaba yeah from you know as the fucking i mean this 
asshole idiots are running countries. Jesus Christ. I mean, he has like, no experience. You know, he, he was a, I believe I he was a kindergarten was a, teacher or he was a yeah. high school teacher. Was, was he a drama teacher? He, I don't know. He went, to the young, he went to that great reset thingy, didn't he? That we're going to talk about later. Young leadership. Yeah, whatever. But I feel like everyone and anyone goes to that. I mean, they had like 1,400 members. So, yeah, it's not surprising. Fourth, no, but 1,400 that all became like, you know, cabinet members. But I mean, who, else would, who else would go there, you know? No, that, no, no. It's yeah. an incestuous pool of like, yeah, yeah. It's just and, goes back and yeah, forth. Yeah, we'll get to but, that. But we'll he, get to like that. that's that's his experience. I mean, but you do know that, uh, I mean, I said he's the son of the Canadian prime minister, but there are all, you, you've heard the rumors, right? What? He's a, there's, there's this rumor going around that he's the son of uh, Fidel Castro. <laughs> you didn't know that? <laughs> that apparently the professor got cucked by Fidel Castro or something. Okay. I don't know what I don't know where does the rumor come from, but yeah, there's this thing going around that he's the son of Fidel Castro. Never heard joke that. that everybody says that he's the son of a Cuban revolutionary leader. <laughs> I've never heard that. One. That's funny. <laughs> but no, and he's been power for a while now, and now I think about it, it's been since 2015. Parliamentary system, you tend to stay yeah. in power long. I can proudly well. say I didn't vote for him, but nice. I would have voted for him. But because in Quebec, I know that he wins. So I, I just vo- voted I, I for slipped. the further left person because it wouldn't have made a difference. But if not, I might have, you know, fallen for the lesser of the two evil kind of shit back in the day. But hey, all worked out. I've only voted once in my life. And I semi regret it now. Yeah, Although two I or three think... times. Once I was taken to vote by my parents, so it wasn't by my own will. <laughs> come here, come on, go. <laughs> you vote. Who, did, who did, did they want you to vote for reformists? No, it was during I think Iranian Ahmadinejad's second election or something, yeah. which oh, he won. Oh. How yeah, did I get okay. to vote? I was like sixteen. Is that if, the, you can vote from? Uh, 15, yeah, yeah, there you go. That makes sense. They took me to the consulate. <laughs> <laughs> Go, go! I'm telling you, I will shoot you, Camera. <laughs> and I voted, but this time, you know, I mean, Harper was the previous prime minister, the conservative, was equally piece of shit, did all the same things, probably like worse. So. Yeah. Well, yeah, mental. except he was like, and you looked at them, you were like, are you sure these politics go with your like lifestyle and demeanor? I feel like you could get pushed around easily, but because, <laughs> you know, he was, you know, he was just such a like, corporatist like you know careful like he was even more polished than you know romney or something you know like i'm just trying to Would put him in context he was extremely like careful and stuff and like this but like you know but then really? you would okay. read what his I, administration I, would want about palestinians about all kinds of things no i got a very george bushy vibe that he was trying to pretend to be a maybe cowboy, if that makes sense oh like, yeah sometimes yeah he did because i believe yeah he's <laughs> trying to be no, he did because I mean, I'm trying to say, was he from the Ontario region? But like, he kind of moved to Alberta and stuff too. Anyway, I've, I should have looked up my Harper history. Yeah, just like know. George Bush. Yeah, he's from like one of the scions of the, uh, you know, greatest, probably one of the greatest, like most powerful families in America. Yeah, going to buy a farm in Texas and yeah, I'm I'm a cowboy, guys. <laughs> I'm I'm not a you know rich boy. Sure, you're not. Yeah. 
I mean, I'm a rich boy. You know, <laughs> like, no, just be who you are, motherfucker. Yeah. No, that is true. You can't change who you are. But, um, Sam, so I also see here there's Jordan Peterson's music. Or oh, oh, yeah, yeah. I, that's, I don't, I was going to ask you, I watched, I mean, fucking that research, man. It has ruined my, I keep getting these Jordan Peterson. There was one with his wife about Valentine's yeah, Day. Yeah, so I came across I didn't that even watch well. that. <laughs> I, I, there was, there is one, and then this one just blew me out of the, uh, blew me out of the water. Who's, what was it? Like a chorus? And then, Oh, remember, don't do bad things. So hold on, let me just pull it up because I want to read. Just play two seconds so we don't get. Sure, yeah, I can do that after. Um, And then what was with the picture of the uh, children? But yeah, there's a few things. So first of all, the song was apparently composed by Jordan Peterson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The lyrics are by Jordan Peterson as well. And video and and editing direction is also... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> by him. but you know i can never tell if a song is a good song or a bad song but i'm talking about music level then it's we can subjective. get into lyrics it's subjective no yeah I'm, well i'm yeah, sure but i some... do think i can this sound like the music a horrible song it, it was, oh, it was but, i mean what I, could you expect i mean he's not a musician you know but it was to, so... to each his own but i i fucking hated it but yeah and okay i like yeah okay and music, it's called I wake no up expertise the music yeah but, yeah, yeah it was like the whole theme of the song was like stop change be better oh. and then the pictures of the children what is going on in canada are there children being like raped or something i, like, I, I mean i don't know what he's trying to refer to was, he's in his own world like if, I, I don't know yeah, what he's, he's trying to refer to universe. But what, what does the lyrics say you should be going home and wake up i mean from the yeah. lyrics and the name of the song, I can't really tell what's it's, going on. Given no, the it's, current it's, political situation, I understand. No, no, but... no. It is targeted at Trudeau. It says a message for for Canadian Prime Minister. Or something oh, on true. Video. In the description. Yeah, to the Prime but, Minister. It, but the level of clarity in terms of what... I mean, if I'm Trudeau... Yeah, I why would, would I like, wake What do you want me to do? Like, put more children in my cabinet? That's the only thing that comes across. That, yeah, put more children in your cabinet. Like, oh, poor children, hungry children. Uh, uh, change your but way change your way the Go children look like the, the pictures were taken in like from 1940s Victoria, europe yeah like what is going on yeah it felt like one of those pictures from great depression yeah that, you know you see hungry in the field dust fields or i don't know what was going on but I tell you what was going on, though. You go, I mean, because we have one viewer who's a very nice viewer who comes back to me, even though he clearly disagrees with us on the Jordan Peterson thing. But I would like to see sub underneath the music video. That's what's going on. Support this channel, newsletter link, donation link, courses, discovering personality link, self authoring suit. By the way, this is the exact type of thing that motherfucker K1 that I was working with, self-authoring suit. We are, this is not an advertising agency. This is a branding elevation agency. Oh, fuck off. Oh, wait, who wrote this? Jordan Peterson wrote this? Yeah, yeah, this is, uh, yeah, this is, I I took a screenshot underneath the video. Oh, he he forgot to pin it. (laughs) Uh, No, no, it's, it's, I was just, you know, understand myself in brackets, personality test, understandmyself.com, books, uh, again title of his books links you know 
but that's a bit unfair i mean that's his yeah i mean that's his whole business though so yeah i'm just seeing it right now you're reading it from the description um section of the video yeah yeah why is it unfair okay you are right it's unfair because everybody does that but i do think self-authoring suit and personality test is a I think that no, those okay, are yeah. scams. Those <laughs> no, are scams. Discovering personality, self-ordering suit, understanding myself, personality says No, I 100% give it to you there. I just meant promoting your books and stuff. I mean, people. No, no, promoting even. books, you are right. No, I meant the theme and of self-ordering yeah. suit. Understand yourself. Become the better people. Oh, get up in the morning, make your bed, and stand upright tight. And now the economic situations are mm-hmm. all fixed. What? Yeah, okay. Oh, that's anyway. a good point, huh? That's a good one. Oh, go back. Come here. Don't do this. Come here. But man, listen, you know, 1.5 million views. So just yeah. off this song, how much money did he make? Let's say a short video, one or two dollars per thousand views. So how do you calculate that? Two dollars times, I think he made four to five thousand he makes his money through the book deals and the, but you know, man also four or five thousand for this i mean this song paid for itself at the very least <laughs> oh yeah yeah this song paid for itself <laughs> yeah, yeah but then again yeah i mean did this song what was the production cost like 50 bucks well no he had to pay um scotch tully who he made the song with and he Are also sure? had to pay julietta yeah, fogra <laughs> i feel like the relationship might be friendly maybe they do it you know, no, hopefully. I mean, on the Joe Rogan podcast, I don't know. he mentioned how he has this really talented artwork person that he works with and like sends him stuff. So maybe. Great. Well done. <laughs> he's, uh, yeah, he's, this was the weirdest video it felt. Uh, it, I would suggest if you have access to some like psychedelics, it's fun. <laughs> with psychedelics, it can I don't even know about that, but yeah. I know. <clears throat> but, uh, Jeez. Yeah, Anything sorry. else, though, uh, yeah, but no. we agree with him. No, we agree with him I on like Trudeau, to... although perhaps not with his yeah. points. <laughs> I, yeah, he's just, uh, I don't know. But I would say, yeah, you're right. I was unfair on the, I feel bad now about the whole mentioning his description thingy. I well, just should have mentioned his courses and his stuff. Yeah, I feel bad about that. So quickly, no. I back off. That's fine. I'm Appreciate a good boy. That. I quickly, no, yeah. I quickly you... change my mind. It gives me evidence. Realize... As long as you realize your mistakes, can't ask for much more on this channel. I'm growing. <laughs> All right. Only anything mentally. Else? <laughs> anything else? Uh, no. I think no. Uh, that's all I we have with we this story. I think we covered everything on the t- Tucker. Tuckers? All right, Sam, let's move on to our third story. It's going to be on Joe Rogan. It's kind of two stories in one. Mm-hmm. There'll be some differences, but there's also an overall theme. So why don't you get us started? Uh, yeah, so uh, Joe Rogan had uh, uh, Majid Nawaz on. Majid Nawaz is somebody come, kind of famous in the UK. He set up, he used to be a Muslim extremist, then he converted uh-huh. to sort so of... that's his background. He, yeah, yeah, he mentions it in the interview yeah. that he was, uh, and then he becomes a... I don't know if he's a still Muslim or he became just like a like somebody who said that there should be a dialogue with Islam and all that. He became, he was famous with the Sam Harris circles and stuff, you know, Sam Harris always brought him on. He had a show on uh, London uh, LBC, the radio thing on you in the UK. And but, about six months ago, I think he got uh, basically, he didn't have his contract renewed 
largely they say because of his like some some of his uh, tweets regarding vaccination and stuff. I don't know about those tweets. I haven't read them, but that was the. I think that was the news story. But what kind of view did he have on like the Iraq war and all this that um, Sam Harris liked them? Um, I think, look, I, I, I don't think Sam Harris specifically, I'm not talking about the other people on the whole uh, dark web, whatever. Um, uh, the, I, I don't think he was, a, he's a fool in a way. I, he's a philosopher, which is kind of similar to a fool but uh, <laughs> i'm joking i'm joking i like some philosophy no but he's in a way he just likes to talk about these ideas and these scenario hypothetical scenario i don't think he was even a iraq war necessarily supporter yeah. but they did but he they did see in their view uh, there is a trend within islam that is extremely fascistic and expansionist And they wanted to confront that through dialogue rather than through action. I don't know about Sam Harris's views on Iraq war. So please, somebody correct me if I'm wrong. But I don't think he was a full on like, let's go take everywhere. But he's always like, no, but we should be afraid of this trend of yeah. Islamic fascist expansionist Wahhabism, whatever you want to call it. So, uh, yeah, he, Majid Nawaz was in a way was the guy who. They bring that. Okay, see, guys, we are not <laughs> racist. Okay, Majid, go. <laughs> Tell yeah, them say whatever racist. you want. Don't worry. I don't <laughs> care. As long as you're here. <laughs> but but I have a. He seemed always like a. I mean, even in the Joe Rogan interview, he seems like an extremely naive person. Like when he talks about the fact that I went and had meetings with George Bush and Bush yeah. was, you know, himself was kind of understanding, but then his surround people surrounding him were bad. Or they, in the last two years, they started listening to us, or you know that type of thing. It's they're all just man. They're just playing you. They're yeah, just, yeah, yeah. Have no. meetings with this guy. Have yeah, yeah, yeah. We care about Muslims. Kind of like don't look up. I just kind of imagine don't look up don't when look they up. go like exactly. <laughs> to the Oval <laughs> Office. <laughs> Exactly. It was a similar meeting. I would imagine it would have, maybe a slightly politer, but yes, yes same concept in terms. And of, what were some so, things that he was but saying? Very, that... But I feel like he's a very nice guy because unlike a lot of, I think, well-meaning foreigners and uh, well-meaning Muslim or people of Middle Eastern background, he does recognize the problems with Islam as well. Because I hate that that a lot of I hate the term Islamophobia, frankly. I don't like that term at all. Uh, uh, and I feel like there is this sort of, a, again, there is this sort of reverse orientalism among a lot of people that, oh, Muslims, these, oh, these poor people who are being exploited all the time by foreign powers. And oh, my noble savages that just want to live in tune with their nature and blah, blah, blah. So yeah, I did wish I did appreciate his contribution to the debate that yeah, Islam is not just you know Hakuna Matata, guys. Right? Uh, just like she, any other religion. Just like any, yeah, I was gonna. <laughs> 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 I feel like you can talk, say anything that you want, and then as long as you say just like everything else, then it's like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I. I'm safe. <laughs> no, 
it is, but that's yeah. true though. Any yeah. any ideology, nationalism, religion, uh, I don't know, uh, communism, yeah. when taken to you know, it's a broad, it's all broad church and extremes exist and. Yeah, and, the, and and you know it's relation to people it's not like a single type of you know relationship no. they're just on the grounds reality just like everywhere else uh, in the it's world and yeah for both idea. sides it's kind of uh, you know it, it can be annoying i mean i often think about this i'm like you know and this this comes from the counter right the when the right wing like in the europe and stuff you know they're like oh all these syrians or all these people are coming from x and y when there was like the refugee um crisis they're all you know like bad people and stuff and like in my head i was thinking like you know they're just normal people so one so out of 10 if you got 10 i'm sure one is a bad one one is probably a really good one one is like some middle ground one has been pushed you know, to do this one is a, a doctor one is a grocery yeah i mean like you know just it's just normal people it's not so hard to understand normal people there's a mixture of them and yeah even within each person they're not a single person they're all kinds of different identities so whether you yeah. paint them as all good or as all bad it's kind of falling in the same um trap in a way yeah exactly exactly and yeah so yeah that's and by the way to describe all of middle east as islamic mm-hmm. is uh, very uh, that's what one of my major problem with islamophobe like the i the is islam is an idea you choose by the way it's not a it's not something you're born with well in some countries if you're born and you don't have a other religion um like if you don't have another explicitly have another religion then you're just considered by the government um, as being muslim yeah but that's not being a muslim is it no that's just 100 that's just government government yeah government viewing you as something yeah fair okay good for them but yeah uh, it's no i mean this idea that yeah there is I've seen more atheists in Iran than I've seen anywhere else in the world. I've seen more, uh, you know, there. I've seen more. I've seen more Jews in Iran than I've seen anywhere else in the world. More Christians, uh, uh, although to be fair, I haven't. You know, I've been here more than <laughs> other places. But uh, yeah, it's just it's very offensive to me that you know Middle East or uh, you know uh, Arabic countries, Iran. Pakistan, all of that is Islamophobia. Not everybody, first of all, is Muslim. Second of all, yeah. Uh, anyways, anyway, that's yeah. Just, um, I don't like that term. And so, what are some of the things that he was saying that you know, and that Joe Rogan kind of was blown away from what I recall in the video? Were there like a few points that he was making that Joe Rogan was really yeah, yeah. Surprised? I mean, I, hopefully, we get back. I mean, I, this is going to contain a criticism of joe rogan really uh a criticism someone who we've defended you know of course when there was bullshit and slander going on um, yeah yeah and this is just not a few like, weeks ago and smearing and this him is, by the way not an attack on his character or anything but it is i am surprised by how much reverence he has for military people he mm. mentions calling like they discuss colin powell and the, he goes to un with that uh, while of uh, I don't know what was it the black yellow cake what was it mm-hmm. and he's like he says we have evidence that blah 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 and uh, Joe Rogan is like oh my god this is so unbelievable he was so well respected he was such a great man and you're like this is a man whose career started by covering up a massacre in Vietnam 
Yeah. He's been a he's been a good little boy since his first day in the military, and that's how that that's how he rose through the ranks, you know, because he was a good little boy that was that did what he was told. He was not some fucking military genius. But by the way, like just look at the military past of the last forty years: Vietnam War, lost; Iraq War. Mm. Afghanistan war, mm. you know, uh, even at the first goal, the only like success mm. was the first Gulf War, where basically, you know, they kicked the Iraqis out of Kuwait, you yeah. know. Uh, so, you know, this idea that these military people are, you know, I highly recommend watching the movie War Machine. Brad Pitt is in it. Have you seen it? No, I don't think so. I think the key's character was it based on pa- Patriots, the G- General Patriots, oh, really? or, or read about General Patriots. Yeah, you know try to use google gmails Mm -hmm. the the way he would interact with his uh mistress was that they had the same gmail account and they would do draft (laughs) you know they would do draft emails and then she would look or go go read about uh, some of the world war ii even generals bunch of a bunch of cowards man which one was it one of them was it eisenhower is it i think it's eisenhower who he wanted to quit the war because he had he had fallen in love with his uh, secretary. So he was going to divorce and uh, marrying his secretary in the middle of World War II. And then General Marshall had to be like, man, are you crazy? <laughs> like World War II is going on. You want to quit? I mean, these military people, that you should not have any more reverence for them than anybody else, frankly. Like, I'm not saying like any other profession makes you good but the idea that colin powell is an authority figure on anything other than being a good little boy who does what he's told when he's told i don't see any yeah but i think you you brought up an interesting point here and i think kind of goes back to maybe stuff that we've said in the past which is i mean joe rogan is just like any other person so he has different interests views and identities that don't seem to kind of work with each other but they go because exactly he does seem to you know like okay. some army type figures right or like you know here you're talking about it but he himself i feel like i could never imagine him him thinking that you know it'd be a good idea no. if he was part of the army or that he would like the kind of discipline in the army no, no, and my- i mean pot is one of his like biggest things that's such a thing that people in the army would you know completely despise and would go against their ideology i would i would assume so it's just he's just a normal guy like everybody else and he has some of these different kind of views and interests with some of them can be a bit surprising sometimes i look i i don't even i'm not i don't my disappointment is that uh, rogan uh, whenever he does his shows he seems to read the book of the people who are brought on or he does his research i don't know why it comes when it comes to these military people he clearly doesn't know. I mean, I'm sure if he's told about the Milai massacre in Vietnam, what Colin Powell did there, mm-hmm. the rest of his career, you know, the, the general. Do you remember General Douglas Mac? Yep, MacArthur. I think I think Colin Powell was underneath him for a mm, while. Like wow. you know, these people don't they don't uh, elevate because they are just you know they are, as they say, they are taking the sinews of the earth and you know changing the world with themselves no these are fucking uh weather weather mm-hmm. rains that basically okay let's go you know yeah. uh, that's all they are so i don't know i wish i mean i don't know about joe rogan and frankly i don't yeah whatever uh but i just wish he did a bit more research on that one because 
I was very surprised by his shock at, oh, Colin Powell lied? Yeah. That was his career. That was his whole career. I mean, I mean, he's literally the guy who gave the UN presentation. I mean. Yeah. <laughs> Wild. <laughs> yeah, so that was, yeah, that's, yeah. that was my main uh, point of contention. But so yeah, I guess maybe we all have blind spots. Maybe now, um, you know, of readjusting my arguments. We all kind of have blind spots. Which Joe, another blind spot of Joe Rogan. I don't know if there's more here in the Majid or we can uh, move to the second one. We can mm-hmm. always come back. But his other blind spot is clearly Elon Musk. I mean, the way he sees and He's you know talks men sometimes. But Elon Musk, you know. Yeah, I, I yeah, like, that's he sees. Like, so uh, let me just set it up very quickly here. Sorry. Yeah, go ahead. You set it up while I'm bringing. Yeah. So he he posted another clip, extremely interesting. I would really recommend anybody to go check it out. It's called, Is There a Limit to Technological Innovation? And it was with Coleman Hughes, which according to himself, he's a rapper, a podcaster, an artist, and also a very well-spoken person, I would also say, based on this clip that I saw quite articulate. He made his points very clear. A bit of a slow talker, but which is good because nowadays you kind of have the people who talk very fast. So it's good. He was kind of the reverse of that. But they get into this conversation where, you know, the other guy, he's just trying to say that, okay, Joe, just because you see some technological advancements going in a certain way, or you believe that achieving certain technological advancements are just inevitable and they're very easy and just a national, just the, I believe Joe Rogan even uses the word logical. It's just a logical extension of it. That is, that is far from being the case. And sometimes some things that seem very hard, such as going to the moon, turns out to not be that complicated, but then a bunch of medical stuff. So he gave the example of, you know, curing the common cold, which, you know, there are some medications that you take and stuff that they help, but it's not, you know, it doesn't work 100%. Or you can give other examples how we can still treat cancer, different kinds of cancer and all this. So I really... I really like the point that he was making and the fact that, you know, technology doesn't progress in this linear way that you think. And sometimes just the innovation either stops or slows down a lot. And this is where Joe Rogan brought on Elon Musk. And I feel like I don't know how he's memorized like Elon Musk's pitch, but he gave like such an Elon Musk pitch on where, you know, humanity is going to go and we're going to all be joined by AI and we're going to become one with AI or maybe you can explain that much better because I don't take it seriously at all but yeah definitely one of his weaknesses there is <laughs> yeah one of my by the way one of my sort of maybe weaknesses I don't know whatever is that I'm I consider myself sometimes a transhumanist in the mm-hmm. fact that I hope technology will let us flow like I, I really would like to have a better hand like I would like to get rid of this hand and have like a, you know, do you remember that show, Six Million Dollar Man or something? What was it? Six Million Dollar? I mean, it. it was a long time ago where Six Million Dollars worth it a lot of more <laughs> than it does now. But anyways, uh, or Million Dollar Man, I don't know. Anyways, uh, but yeah, I, I'm definitely up for removing my legs and having better legs installed or whatever. Like I believe... Ser- or Which kind of exists these- though. These kind of mechanical yeah, yeah. things exist. Already there are some, I mean, I don't think we are at this stage we can replicate, like, you know. It's I not like as it. good. I mean, nobody would do it. Yeah, exactly. It's not as good yet or better. But imagine, like, having a finger and then you can do, and then a fork comes out. and so then Inspector Gadget. Comes. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm hoping for. 
Like, that's, but that is that's actually much more achievable, and that is probably achievable, and that's yeah, what Joe that, Rogan what was I'm, talking about. Really, no, that's the, that's what I hate about it. Elon Musk talks about countries. Yeah, we're gonna gonna use your brain to you know communicate with you. we don't know what i mean the guy says it in the beginning but i think he doesn't know enough to go on about it we don't know what consciousness is yeah. in fact there is a strong debate around surrounding consciousness i am one of the people who argues there is no such a thing as consciousness so you can't like when there is nothing what are you gonna what the fuck are you talking yeah about? i what don't really you... know much about that but so what it's are it's called dreams? the hard question of consciousness but what That's are dreams a... Are dreams Both. not like your subconscious or stuff? You can't. I really don't know much what in this you area. Okay. Like, no. what are dreams? Like, Con- when you're like sleeping and you have like, you know, some kind of dreams or nightmares, what, what are those? What do you call? Well, nobody exactly knows. That's that's the thing. That's, so, but, the, that's the yeah. crucial. That's what the point I'm making. No, there is con- like, okay, we have a definition of consciousness, but we don't know exactly what it is. We don't know if it's a one mechanism in the brain if it's uh, some people say mm, consciousness gotcha. may be an accident of different processes going in our brain some people say dreams are the culmination of our like underlying subconscious structure mixed with our daily activities and then at night they become i you know there's all these debates but there is no we don't know what consciousness is per se because and we don't we are not sure even if there is a consciousness you know to like uh, so the idea that mind can sort of and uh, uh, and what pisses me off because you know okay there are people you should trust in and you should okay this businessman this academic this politician is good elon musk is not one of them his cars have been exploding right and left if there is a, a sudden wind the car might just uh, you know uh, not turn and just go to a cliff or go to a wall you know, he has a, you know, his company is a scam. His I'll come company back to is that. A scam. Push back but, but wait, wait, wait. Part, yeah. No, and then specifically his project of bring, I am trying to make you use your mind to communicate. Oh, fuck off, you idiot. I mean, these people, you know what? These people need a good fucking, I think, like these people do not have a, like somebody in their childhood to tell them to shut the <laughs> fuck up when you don't know something. So this is uh, from multiple guardian. Everybody reported this, but this is from ABC seven, Chicago.com. Elon Musk's company confirms monkeys died in brain yeah, chip so- testing project denies animal cruelty. So as a part, like as a part of their, pro- they, what they're, they've, they've paid, uh, they they are basically breaking animal rights law by paying this university to do experiments on these poor animals just to keep this fucking a scam going so investors pour money in so this motherfucker can basically sell his shares in the right time and then jump ship which is I promise you what's gonna happen with this motherfucker because I mean even Jeff Bezos I think has some like you can say okay he did you know he's a He's a monster, but he did work his way up. This motherfucker is just an idiot who just got lucky a couple of times. Have you, I highly recommend everybody checking out the dance ro- Google dance robot Elon Musk. The, like all he does, he he promises to we have we are gonna create these robots that are gonna be uh, you know almost human like. It will be fantastic. And then he brings a guy on a stage dressed in a robot like costume doing dances like that. And this is going to be the robot we're going to make. 
he's a scam artist he's a charlatan i mean how how clear i mean in a way uh, I, i am uh, you got to give it to him like if you can if people can't see that i mean fair enough fair enough you know it's like taking candy from idiots i guess it's, yeah, okay. it's a let, stupid tax let me just say a the, few things i mean i couldn't agree with you more in a way with elon musk and the way that joe rogan respects him and believe he's like oh no elon musk has a plan he's not one of my pothead friends who says that oh your pothead be... friends are far okay. smarter he's like no but he really has a plan better. okay he yeah, has a sure. plan a lot everybody His has plan plans i've had so many plans in my life not many of them have worked out so putting that aside <laughs> but let me i want to touch on a few things what yes. is his car i mean i do agree <laughs> that tesla is hugely you know as mo- most of his success probably comes due to branding and marketing right And it could be in a lot of troubles in a few years down the line, because by 2030, most cars, most new cars that will be produced will be electric. So it's going gonna, it's gonna to come under a lot more competition. It's over. Yeah. But I, I, I'm hesitant to call it a scam because, listen, Theranos and Elizabeth Holmes was a scam. She didn't have a product. Nothing worked. He has an electric car that I see every day that people drive around. Now it has faults. Some might catch on fire. But if you go look at the history of cars, even now, Currently, yeah, yeah, you're right. Calls you're right. get recalled all the time. So it's in the halfway no. kind of scheme. But his tunnel idea, and he presents it as if it's like some genius idea. Wow, he was stuck in traffic in LA and he found that, oh boy, wouldn't it be good if I had a tunnel and I can go from one place to another? I mean, these it are ideas used- that people came up hundreds of years. Isn't there a tunnel that takes you from Paris to London under water? I mean, this is like <laughs> nothing. No, new. no, it wasn't just that. It wasn't just that. It was going to be sort of like a You get into a pod and sort of loop. Yeah, it wasn't going to be a train. No, so, with your car, but, with your own car. Yeah, yeah, exactly. With your own exactly. car, because of course. But I just want to, sorry, one more thing. Let me say. No, of course. The, you, you talked about, you know, how he talks about stuff. The He doesn't know the crypto stuff. He made a big fool out of himself, if you ask me with the crypto stuff. Oh, Bitcoin no, is this. It drops Bitcoin, says that people. I know people who liked Elon Musk and over the Bitcoin and his tweeting And how, like, you know, he said, he first said, we're going to accept Bitcoin. And then he said, no, that really put off a lot of people. And a lot of people, like, were done with him because of that. And now he's like, oh, no, Dodge one is the best one. So that's one area, I think, where he's just, like, talking out of his ass like everybody else, but pretends he knows a lot. No, man, no, it's what, all a strategy. One, maybe it's a strategy. One last thing, and I'll get back to you. The other one that I keep on coming back to is the PayPal one. So he was one of the three people who launched paypal and i would really like if someone knows the history of paypal well to Hero tell me was where he too. came into the party and how much of an influence he had on paypal and anyway inventing paypal or being smart inventing paypal other stuff doesn't mean you're you're god in the world but this is like the best good faith interpretation i can give of my take yeah, I, on you, elon musk way- who is so annoying and joe rogan admires him for no reason The guy makes a gun that shoots at fire and Joe Rogan was <laughs> was amazed it. as if this guy like built the first helicopter. <laughs> no, well, okay, I don't even I don't even find the Elon Musk particularly annoying like as somebody listened to, right? But this is all a strategy. This is a scam. Bitcoin, I tweet about it, the price goes yeah. up, I sell my bitcoins 
and then yeah. I don't give a shit anymore. Same with the why I say, yeah, you're right. He has a shitty product out, but it's a long-term scam. They don't, Jeff Bezos, Elon Musk, they don't make their money through their products. They make their money on the stock market. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. why they all want to do the uh, big IPO, initial public offering. You know, they, they all, that's all they want. You know, it's all about their stocks. It's mm-hmm. all about, and you know, it's, it's the same, it's this pump and, you know, it's, it's, it's market manipulation. It's, uh, you know, it's uh, kind of uh, kicking the ball into the long grass. So your investors don't fuck you up. I, I, that's why I say it's a scam. It's not about the products. It's about the money he gets through his shares and all that, which he's going to sell when it's high uh, and, you know, uh, cash out and jump ship basically. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, you said that you don't find him that annoying. I mean, he has this one thing that he says in a lot of interviews and the clips get played around and this pisses me off to no end. And I also have a Bill Gates version of it, I'll tell you, which is uh, that he's, he says that he sleeps in his office as if that's like a way of showing that he works hard and stuff. Oh, yes. I'm like, I wish I had a freaking I, office that I could sleep I, in was at in night it. when I want to. And you have five kids. I mean, I get working hard and stuff, yes, but I'm five a, kids? yeah, I believe so. So, I mean, I get working hard and all that, you know, pushing that narrative, but you're working during the day, I assume. And at nighttime, you will sleep in the office. I mean, A, this doesn't make you look like, oh, this poor whatever image you think to me it makes me you looks like a very privileged Protest person ethics. yeah to me it seems like a very privileged thing that you know if someone wants to stay in their office and keep on working they're able to sleep that's how i interpret it maybe others do it differently and secondly go spend time with your kids i wouldn't go around telling this story and i hear i mean bill gates lying anyways and let me tell you about the bill gates this always oh that's me asshole. you know there's a allegedly, story allegedly of- allegedly you know, okay sorry about that that was my other business you know just like elon musk i have multiple businesses that none of which make any money <laughs> but okay bill but we are gates, looking for investors have you, have you heard of that narrative of how you know bill gates they built the first computer in his garage ah uh, yeah it's a and that's kind of told as in a way like oh wow he managed to do this in his garage to me that shows like that he was extremely lucky and privileged guy a what 16-year-old or 15-year-old works in a corporation? So he wouldn't have been in an office. And secondly, this means you had parents who were wealthy enough and kind enough to have a garage and allow you no, to I... use the garage for your own project with your friends. So I don't see how this, this story, if anything, to me, no, shows uh, privilege me... rather than projecting like, oh, this guy managed to do it despite this situation. No, this is a very beneficial situation. I mean, where else? Um, how better give... could it have been for this? 15, 16, I, oh, yeah. I, I, I tell you how it could have been better. Let me tell you his true origin stories, origin story, which I think Malcolm Gladwell in his book uh, writes. About. I'm not a big fan of Malcolm Gladwell as well, but he's right on this. Uh, but I believe Bill Gates' mother worked at IBM mm-hmm. and or some or something like that. And he went to one of the I think one of the like first the schools in the whole world that had computers in them. So. Yeah, he's not a, and by the way, look at, I mean, look at the news stories from 90s. It's not that hard. Just Google archive newspapers. He's not a genius. He doesn't understand shit. He's just the uh, asshole. His whole business has been built on predatory practices. He now is responsible. Now he's, uh, I would put him at the same level as Stalin and Hitler now with the COVAX program. 
God knows how much death he caused in the third world by delaying, by not allowing their patents to go. Uh, you know, he was one of the key figures who lobbied for that. So he's up there with Mao, Stalin, Hitler, yeah, I, mean, I, I think. Anyway, does it, we don't even need to make those kind of comparisons because it's uh, kind God of becomes hard a bit, but yeah. No, but how, how like, okay, yeah. fair enough. Maybe it's a bit of a, yeah, I, I, okay. Comparisons can be tricky and unhelpful but he's a monster uh, and yeah he's not yeah this idea that he's worked hard or you know yeah it's all it's all that you know everybody like everybody works as much as they can i don't but you know this yeah. idea that oh i i work at my office my protest on ethics won't let me to have time with my children i have to work on new rolling give me another monkey to torture come on <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Man, I couldn't click on the article that you sent me. It was fucking. Man, oh, I wish you had. There is one video. The whole they haven't released any data. They haven't released any information, anything like that. All they have released there is video of this poor monkey with a with a metal tube in his mouth. Mm-hmm. He's looking at a, a screen, and there are you know that old uh, tennis game. Yeah, yeah. You know, and they are saying he's playing that tennis game with his mind. I wonder what the fuck is that tube in his mouth <laughs> doing then? I'm I'm very interested I, to know. But this brings me to my last point about this story, which is really why is Joe, according to this segment, so obsessed with people being able to speak without like moving their mouths and speaking? You sound like it was something he really looks forward to happening. I'm like, I mean, I, I'm sure it can help some people out, but that's like on top of your wish list. Why? I don't know why that could, why I mean, would that be on top yeah. of your wish list? Out of everything, this guy wants to do the same thing. Well, they slightly think they, differently. They, well, I think a lot of people think it's gonna be like Professor X. Like I do that, and you hear in your head, Camiar, don't ask so many tough questions. be nicer. Doesn't that scientist already do that? Um, what? What's they his what? name? What's yeah. his name? Um, like the biggest scientist of all time, goddamn. Professor X? No. <laughs> A real one. Um, the guy with the wheelchair. <laughs> Professor X! <laughs> no, his name. <laughs> the other one, the real one. Stephen Hawking. Stephen, Stephen Hawking. Hawking. Doesn't he speak like some kind of through machines and stuff? Yeah, I I think so, but I don't think it's like I think there was a I don't know, I really don't know. Oh, yeah, true. There's all, a little bit of I, Maybe there, I, I would imagine there is some, yeah, or maybe based on eye movement or mm. something. It's not mind. <laughs> yeah, true. Mm. Yeah, projecting voice. <laughs> but anyway, if Joe Re- Rogan really wants to speak without opening his mouth, we can <laughs> figure out ways. I'm joking. Look, he like comes from his brain. I guess I don't know. I don't know. That it's was, cool. Yeah. Look, it's cool. Imagine really, if I, I, don't... Send, I don't know if we like. I want to send you like a document. I was just go. <laughs> but oh other people can't hear it i guess in that sense is useful then can, maybe it's like wi-fi it? yeah maybe it's like wi-fi if you're in a search oh shit everybody got that big shit you send your thoughts to the wrong person sorry can you send me that send that idea back to me if yeah, you can send it. <laughs> that's what i mean we don't understand conscious like we don't even like we don't understand self like there is uh, there is debate now, which I agree with, that the idea of a self is not even real. It's a narrative we build just to cope with uh, our reality. It's there is no like it's just we are just 
floating. That's all. <laughs> but yeah, so now we. Anyways, anyways, anyways. I I digress. We'll but yeah, I don't understand. That. But besides, yeah, any other have points a, here? No, I just wanted to bring it back together. That Please do. In my view, some people, including Joe Rogan, have way too much reverence for military people and business people of certain kind. And I think they are just either uh, career bureaucrats or uh, scam artists. That's what they are. Yeah, I mean, I definitely can't disagree with you there. And yeah, it's kind of surprising where it comes from, the army one especially. I mean, you know, he does like hunting and he does like MMA, but still those two putting together doesn't, <laughs> don't really add up with me. Why like, yeah, he kind of seems to and like this kind of army people and like invites them. And I mean, special forces, that kind he really likes. He often has people that are, you know, in those kind of special force units who have now become authors. Yeah, I'm sure you can imagine the, yeah, the, the operatives. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he really likes those guys and Elon Musk. I mean, that interview with Elon Musk, where he's just like literally like drooling over everything Elon Musk is saying. At one point, he's like, how do you have so much time to do these things? And Elon Musk, he doesn't do anything. No, he explains he he's like, other people. No, he keeps on saying, like, yeah, he's like, I don't run the businesses. I just go there and like act as an engineer. Yeah, he's like an act like an engineer. And like Joe like refuses to take that information in <laughs> again. Like, but how'd you do this? He's like, Yeah, like I said, I mean, I spend most of the time in Tesla and then a little bit here, and like I don't run business, I'm an engineer. He's like, okay, two seconds later, but how <laughs> <laughs> No, come on, tell like, the truth. Joe, how uh-huh. do you do? I find more, I find it yeah, more impressive exactly. everything Joe Rogan does. I'm like, so Joe Rogan puts out what two podcasts per week, He's, which take uh, the whole day. The podcast, well, yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, it's three hour, four hour podcast with the guests coming in, hanging out, and all that. I'm guessing, yeah. He exercises like I, a man. I've, I'm like every day. I say like today. Um, like I can go to gym every three days, maybe once. You know, yeah. uh, like he exercises. He reads the books of the people he brings in. I don't get how he has time. Elon Musk, I completely yeah. understand. He has no. He has nothing else <laughs> but time. And comes up with stand-up comedy material and of course he does his ufc oh yeah stand-up well. comedy no UFC the stand-up comedy. one is the one that's always impressed me most because the ufc one he's just so naturally Comments, talented and has so much background information and knowledge that he just like shows up there and then he kills it and then as soon as like he's me. not there <laughs> everybody Politics. cries about it but okay sam <laughs> should we move on to our next story uh yes okay so our next story are just a bunch of I guess they're considered derogatory terms in Iran and they're very specific to Iran, I think specific, and as well to Tehran. So the name of the actual little like article, it's not an article, but it's like a document put together. It's like a glossary. It's a glossary. It's called Talking Class in Tehran by Rasmus Christian Elling and Khododad Rezakhani. So uh, an Iranian and I guess some kind of foreigner. And yeah, so they have a a list of terms here, and I really enjoyed some of them because I really know I hadn't heard them in a while, and there's stuff that you say in Iran, and 
no, I, I, I just didn't I, know from where he is, so I said he's a foreigner. But yeah, no, what did no, you make of all these terms and documents? Do you have an overall take then before we can like nitpick some of them or I don't know, get into them? I, I thought it was an interesting article. I hope people check it out. It's good. I mean, if they're interested in learning about like language in Tehran and it gives a bit of overview of class, but I found it, um, I found, I had a, as always, because I can't, even people I love, I cannot like not disagree. I have to, I have what they're, what is called the reverse uh, undergraduate brain, which is, you know, undergraduate brain, you know what that is? Is it that you question everything or you accept everything? You like each week, whenever you read someone, you're like, oh, I agree with him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, oh, shit, bold, yeah, ah, fuck. Oh, now, I don't know, Peterson, fuck, yeah. <laughs> like, you, you, each week, you, I have the reverse of that. Whoever I read, I just want to put the, what? No. So I had a problem with, I had two problems with it, but yeah. Should we get your problems first or like just maybe um, highlight a few of the words that perhaps non-Iranians would find interesting too? Yeah, let's highlight so a few. One of the first one that was there, and we spoke about this in our last podcast, which is the term Dahati, which yeah. according to them literally means villager, country, bumpkin, or is pumpkin. Pumpkin. Is that right? Pumpkin. Pump. Is that country, country pumpkin? pumpkin. Country pumpkin. Yeah. You don't write pumpkin with a P? Oh, it's pumpkin, isn't it? It's, I thought it was with a P. I'm yeah, it is like... with a P. Yeah, <laughs> this person yeah. write country bumpkin. So, okay, maybe it's some. It's a slang then. Yeah, maybe it's something a... else. But yeah, oh yeah, this... it's a it's a short out out a, a trigger out trigger projecting from the side of the aft part of a square rigged sailing ship. Oh, okay, okay. stop. Right, I don't think as much relevance. Anyway, the word Dahati <laughs> kind of means that you're from a village. I and in Iran we provincial the stats. provincial. provincial. I think the exact translate is, is provincial. I I don't know why they didn't put that, but the exact like the exact word for word provincial and in iran pretty much this term is is exact is used in tehran and we looked at the stats last time during our podcast something about like 50 or 60 percent of iranians 60 percent right now live in uh, urban areas and is projected to be over 80 percent in the next so, like 20 or 30 years who live in urban areas so i guess the discrimination is kind of limited <laughs> but pretty much anything that you see that you feel like is from a different no. like social class or background or you don't like how the person's dressed or their taste in food or their taste in movie or anything you can refer to that person as dohati dohati I mean, is no 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 if they are lompin uh, which mentioned in there as well if they are lompin which is a french word uh, as in Look, either they're rural or if they're, they, the way they dress is not the... Latest fashion, even. Yeah, can be. not even latest fashion. It's not, a, you know what I mean? It's, for example, oh, kind of like rappers in America. Like if they have a lot of jingly-wingly, you know, like gold mm -hmm. colors and yeah, stuff. Yeah, that can be Automatically dirty. You that know? can be too, yeah. Even if there are, by the way, there are a lot of, like, this is not a derogatory, like, they use it against rich people, all mm -hmm. because there's yeah, yeah. a lot of rich people who... Like a new Iran, money person. They would, new they would, money, yeah, yeah, exactly. They use they, it for they, new money, Novorish. Uh, yeah, use that for them a lot. So it's, yeah, it's a lot to do with a style as well as the fact that you might come from a village or not. Yeah. But I would say it's not just Tehran, though. Like, if you go to other big cities in Rasht, mm -hmm. there is an extreme. Like, they don't like the Hatis because we are from Rasht, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. 
So are there any other terms that uh, caught your batcha. attention that would be fun to explain? Yeah, batcha was an interesting one, which literally means kid or child. But you refer it to like, you know, he's like the kid of this neighborhood or that neighborhood. But it also apparently back in the day it was referred to like kids from this specific low class neighborhood. Right. And now it's just been expanded that you use it with everyone. Or am I mistaken there? No, Bache was because look here the that, guy says no, there is Bache Javodier originally meant Bache. a native or a rough and tumble area in the far south of old Tehran. No, Javodier, but that's the, that's oh, the root of Javod. Javod yeah, is a name. Giving, yeah. Javod is a very common name in Iran, but uh, it's also used to. It again, means unsophisticated. He has it uh, right look, here. Again, that's the thing. Iran is people like. People have this conception that Iran is a religious or whatever. Iran is extremely, extremely classist, if anything. Mm -hmm. Like, it's very similar to Britain. Majority of the offensive things you read here, like all of them, I they're think. All. Except I mean, I can't all find the religious one here. There is no, oh, hungry there is beggar, no religious. Gedagoshne, which is a hu hungry beggar. beggar. Um, check this one, Shahristani, which also means provincial and um, yeah. out, of, out of town. Um, oh my god never like someone who's never seen like anything you know like yeah yeah hasn't traveled outside yeah. like he does hasn't seen it hamal oh my god that's like a very bad way of hamal is very bad yeah hamal is uh, it means a somebody work? it's a job it's somebody who carries things basically and, yeah you know, and then like in, it's in some, yeah like and I guess you can also, in a way, use it like he's your ham muscle, so like he's your bitch. Would that be used in that no, way? No. Or kind of? No, it's mostly insult. It's yeah. like in a fight, they go, you know, ham fuck you. Man, this is. Um, like, it, yeah, it's all class based, except we get to the some. like. Yeah, I'm just trying to look yeah. if I can find one more classy. What about Bozari? Bozari class, Bozari. Yeah. Like, people like, well. <laughs> giving away too much but yeah bazaris are made fun of because they're the merch they're long pan bourgeois they are you know they are the merchant class yeah and merchant class is uh seen as somewhat lower than the you know aristocracy and the you know all that but fascinating you know one that i used to always like as a kid not like but you know or intellectual you want to class sorry. stay away from these people are lot which means lot yeah lot, <laughs> lot is a, a, a thug yeah like, and lot bozi acting like a lot 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 yeah being a thug yeah. oh my lot. god and check out this one sorry last one oh my god yeah, you're so right everything i want to talk about lot jonub shahri which means from the, from south, the south of the city city yeah by the way i am <laughs> okay I'm done, I'm done i'm done no, no, no. lot lot is a very fascinating thing yeah because uh first of all i love lot culture I find them to be very, it's kind of mixed with this culture of, it's all, it's, uh, I think, and some people would agree with me, has some roots in the, like, orders of, you know, there was Javon Mardi, they call it in Iran, which is very similar to the idea of knights and chivalry mm -hmm. and all that. I love the Lot culture. And what I find so fascinating with Lot culture and the British uh, Cockney culture and the American Black culture, all these three cultures are sort of associated with criminal activity and they all speak in rhymes 
lot in lots in Tehran they speak in rhyme. Right. You know, if you w- watch old movies of uh, yeah, like yeah. Shah era, where there is lots of they're disappearing basically. Yeah, but yeah, you know, very good, hundred percent. They're yeah. changing. They're not these. It's these days they're more guys with tattoos and mm. all muscled up. Back in the days they were. Fat, you know, fat guys mustache like that. And like mustache and like you would walk around with some kind of yeah. towel, no? Or is that? Yeah, yeah. Nice? It's a red, it's a red yeah. towel that you use in a, a bathhouse. Yeah. Uh, but, but, but because they would go to public bathhouses, that was like one of their things. And yeah, I, I, I'm so fascinated that there are these people who are clearly dispossessed and materially in very hard conditions in three completely different countries like across the world and they all developed this sort of a rhyming culture and i'm really fascinated by that i am i always wanted to do i really need to look no into you're that so right with the a- lot on the thing they're like you know i'm gonna say this in farsi but they'll be like you know they'll be like i don't know like I mean, like, you know, they're like, they had this specific it's, it's way, musical. at least the way that they it's, made fun of them. I don't think it, I interacted it's, with them. It's men, exactly you know, like the, people know Cockney language. There's a famous, like, scene from an Iranian movie, uh, Qaysar, where the guy has a monologue that is all, it's all like a rap, basically. It's from 1970s or something, you know, earlier, 1960s. So yeah, it's so weird. They have a musical tone, all of them. Mm-hmm. And I have my theory is that it's because um, lack of like knowledge of re- writing and reading among the lower classes forced them to use rhythms, r- rhythms, you know, to uh, have an easier time remembering. Yeah, I'm just trying to that. think if the black and African American one, if that's a fair comparison, because I guess parts of the African American se- segment yeah, you would have to say that. community. Yes. Whereas oh, the lot, because the talk- lot are already a subsect, so you can't be like there's no subsect of lots. I mean, I'm, I think- I'm talking about lots of Tehran, by yeah. the way, mainly because lots of each city are very different. Yeah. Lots of Tehran would speak in the language I said, you know. But yeah, but this, uh, this I think derogatory thing. It kind of yeah, it shows that majority of insults in Iran are about class. Or about city versus village. Yeah, you know? exactly. Oh. You, I mean, I'm trying to. There is almost I can't think of a single, like, oh, well, the religious one we get to racial and religious. You know, I mean, and I'm racial, looking all yeah. of them. I don't know if I mentioned this one before we get into it, but bikelas, which literally means little class or without class. Without class. Without, without class. Like when it comes to your like way, like you are and you, um, yeah, you are. Farangi, which is kind of like a wannabe Westerner, which maybe Fra- that's... Farangi comes from, by the way, Frankish, because Franks were the major tribe that would go on to become, you know, they were in Gaul that would later become France. But yeah, um, fascinating. Uh, yeah, I never thought about uh, that. It's also so, class-based. I guess perhaps other places is like that too, but... So do you want to go towards the end? There is the yeah. Uh, there is, so then okay. oh, there's two points. First, go to the Taguti. Taguti, okay. Um, so here they say that it literally means idol worshiper. Yes, that's kind of that's wrong. I, I might I've never in heard my that view, one. Taguti, actually. No, maybe so, I did, but I never like. So, no. Today I am breaking into Persian all the time. Listen, I don't know why. maybe the you other ones. Taguti. Maybe I've heard. Maybe I've heard it, but the other ones that I referred to, like I knew them very well. 
but no but taguti is not something we would say taguti is something you would hear on television because yeah, taguti is the taguti is the worst term you can use for anybody who supported shah uh uh-huh, okay taguti was like uh, taguti was in the beginning of the revolution man when there was chaos they would just say taguti and people would mm, attack you and kill really? you sort of thing Mob, yeah i never yeah. heard of that one okay. taguti means my i mean a lo- i've read a lot on taguti the word etymologies usually go agree with them that it means idol worshiper i have a different theory i think taguti which comes from quran this word comes from quran so it's one of the oldest tagut taguti is iranian like uh, inflection that makes it connected he's a taguti tagut itself in it comes from arabic and my view that arabs got it from greeks and it's tyrant it's mm. the it's tyrant and the difference between a tyrant and a dictator or a tyrant and a king is that tyrant is somebody who did not came to power through legitimate means or has no legitimate legitimacy or does not there is no laws that he was he's bound by except like what i said he can contradict himself so i i, I my theory is that it's a by the way my theory how much mm-hmm. that's what but anyway but i think Taguti is the same as tyrant i my theory is that it's not an idol worshiper it's a tyrant sir and i think that's why i mean the that the use of that word by khomeini was crucial in the revolution you know uh, the, that to cra- characterize shah as somebody who seems himself as beyond everything mm-hmm. above everything so yeah I, I i had a problem with that but who cares very, I, I don't know why i thought i discussed no, very that was very interesting. Interesting. very interesting. And before we move on to the next one, the yeah. one right on top of that is Sandy's Khor, which means Sandy's, Sandy's, Sandy's Khor. And I hadn't heard that one before, which means Sandy's Drinker, re- referring to, you know, the Capri Sun um, juice concentrate that is sold in Iran and other places. And I guess people from lower classes would drink these. So because no, they're cheaper, is, is, is that a, where no, the no, insult is... comes? This is more a political insult because uh, a government, whenever government, like whenever they have a government ah, parade yes. or a stuff, that means they, they lure people through sandwiches and sandis because sandis was the and sandis was the cheapest uh, juice. fruit juice. Yeah. yeah, and they they it was and by the way, I know people who do go to military. I when I was working like in a firm and my colleagues were from different backgrounds, I knew people who went for example to a couple of military parades and i was like why would you go there they said they gave us sandwiches <laughs> like that's and by fair enough they, you know free sandwich whatever no, listen, you know so yeah if you're organizing anything and you're not offering food and drinks you're definitely doing something wrong whatever it is that you're doing man sure i have my my theory of my theory of survival of organized religion is completely i mean people mm. talk about oh the ideas of you know this uh, saint or the ideas of that oh, give people or food and water and food free food islam and christianity have been running on free food for like 2000 years free food and free lodging that's is, I mean, you, you can just look at any kind of work event. You know, I dare you to put a work event without food or drinks. You'll have half the number of people. There will be a revolt. If you don't have all this kind of cool, like, you know, hipster food, or like if you have some cheese and wine, if you're in like Switzerland, if you don't have that, like people wouldn't even... <laughs> show up no even if they showed up they'll leave it's still even if they came from somewhere i don't know you 
I, this just came to my mind. Funnily, in did you know Ford, Henry Ford, he yeah. tried to make a city in, I think in Brazil actually, or in South America, somewhere in the jungles. He tried to build a planned city. And then they tried to, they had a canteen on. And then like they were trying to have a canteen on. So the people who work for them, uh, it was the planned city with like construction. Whatever. The, the plan, people work for them and spend more time at the site of the job, mm-hmm. right? And then what happened was there was an immediate revolt. People like, like they destroyed the canteen because they figured out they want us to spend more time at our jobs. Oh, they, were, just, they just went mental. <laughs> it sounds, but I wish, yeah, that sounds kind of, I wish I was there. But that's so interesting. And it also makes me think, you know, Google, you see all these Google promotional videos. I think they give free food to all their employees. I'll take a pay cut if they, <laughs> if they have all free food like that. <laughs> That's true. That's true. I mean, depends on. No, I mean, I've become very, very picky about my food habits. So I do. They have. I've seen they, that YouTube I think I think they have food for everyone. And you think salmon, that Google salmon? headquarters? What do you think they're giving? I'm sure they also have burgers and fries, but they probably have everything. I want a grilled salmon with uh, cauliflowers uh, steam cooked. Oh, 100%. 100% yeah? Have that. Okay, I'm on. <laughs> I mean, you think they, don't, they don't have the Google headquarters. But okay. I don't think they, they serve salmon to their employees. I no, swear, I, they, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, I maybe, wouldn't. Okay. Maybe yeah, they don't have salmon right. every Sushi day. Stuff, shit. Yeah, but I'm yeah, sure they right. do. Okay, fine. Or maybe the salmon has Once to be a week. cooked. Once a week. Yeah, and they don't have yeah. raw salmon, but even that. Yeah, but, yeah, okay, fair enough. But then you also had some issue with the racism, right? Because it has two terms, because all these terms are divided under subcategories, and two of yes. them are under racism. And under racism, they only had Afghani, which I guess most people can imagine no, what no, that I... refers to. And the second one is Juhud. So if I say it in the English, well, people know what I'm referring to, which is Jewish. Jewish. Uh, yeah. So Jewish, yeah. yeah, what's your uh, issue with? Yeah, with these two. I have a first of all, my biggest issue is that there is no Arabs there. Mm. Like, if there is anybody who faces racism in Iran, in terms of like, as soon as they find out you're from that background, they just mm-hmm, it's Arabs. Like, it's by far like it's not even comparable to what um, you know. Afghanistani people suffer more prejudice, quant quantity quantity wise, because there is more Afghanistani people here and because they are from poorer backgrounds. But an Arab tourist in Iran, like there will be people may potentially spitting. You know, I'm not like, you know, there is that taxi drivers would not pick them up. You know, there is that type of thing. So, you know, there is that. So they don't mention Arab. Afghani is not a race. Afghanis are this, how can it be racist if we are the same people? Like the Afghani people, it's again, it's about, I think it's a rural city thing because the only way you can tell if somebody is Afghani is their clothing. Some of them, depending on their tribe and all that, their language too, right? Yeah. But, the, you know, a majority of Afghanis that are in Iran are also Persian speakers, right? I mean, the modern Persian yeah, language mean, started in Afghanistan. I understand why they put it on the racism because anything towards a different kind of person from a different country or anything but they, okay wait a minute we say but why didn't yeah. they put uh, lores 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 are the or by lores are uh, uh, nomadic people very much like courts mm. they only exist in iran lords are the close basically they are the original persians you know they live in farce 
Persia. They are nomadic, like some of them are semi-nomadic, pastoral, and they are made fun of all the time. But that's not great. It's, it's prejudice. It's bigotry, but it's not racism. There is a difference between these things, yeah. you know? But so can I say something? I mean, and then I get to Juhud, which I have a huge problem with as well. Okay, so I wasn't too shocked that because I can't like a there isn't a word. Is there a word for Arabs that people could use? Like they would just say Arab. They say Arabs. They, the biggest the common insult is that they are lizard eaters. They eat yeah. lizards. So That's I've seen a lot of Iran- I've I've argued with with you over this, where like Iranians being racist towards Arabs. The only difference I find in this context is that perhaps why they didn't put it, it's because they're always talking about Arabs, like foreigners in different countries coming That's in true. and they're not part of like, and I, I know you're going to say that there are parts of Iranian Iran where they're Arabs and stuff. All, putting all that aside, let's talk about Tehran. That's the only explanation I can give why they didn't give that. No, because, you, it's, no. because it's more about, you know, Arabs living in other countries as well, That's, whereas... It's true. I'm not no, articulating no, not this even, well, but there is no, a bit of a difference. No, you are, yeah, but look, the, the problem is to use the term of racism for Iran is generally a mistake. You can say Persians are like do this or uh, Azeris are like that or Lords are like that or Gilekis are like blah. But Iranians, uh, like it's hard to say. I mean, even, yeah, you're right. Even the racism towards Arab is, it's not so much even Arabs outside of like Iran. If they dress like the traditional Arabic clothing, then, mm. mm-hmm. but, and by the way, like there are uh, Iranian Arabs that have moved to Iran. I know a very, very fantastic old lady. She's a, uh, her family, they, their family tree goes back to the Sasanian era before pre-Islamic invasion because pre-Islamic invasion, in fact, Iran incorporates some parts of what would we call modern Kuwait rock mm-hmm. into uh, into the into the central state. And by the way, some people say that was one of the main causes of fall of the Persian Empire. So yeah, I mean, yeah, it's more of a cultural bias than a racial bias in Iran. It's always been like that because yeah. if you want to, there are, there is racism in Iran, but it's not at the Iran level. It's at the provincial level. You know mm. what I mean? You because they don't because Iran nobody is Iranian. Like there is no Iran, there is no part of Iran. You they say I am like there is Gilekis, there is Baluchis, there is Lord. Yeah, because it wouldn't no make Iranian. sense. I mean, that's kind of in France. Nobody would say that I'm French. We will say I'm from Paris or I'm from here or no, that. No, 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 no. People in France they say they're from. Oh, they, France is actually one of the most centralized states there is. It's just there is no. French, like there's no ethnic identity of Iranians, you know? No, I mean, Turks. is there, is there not though? I mean, the, no, it, it, there are people who speak Persian and they're associated that's to it. the land that is that's called it. Iran. Yeah. No, no, but, 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 but okay, that's already Lors, a pretty but, big, no, no, like, but Lors, no, no, that's indicators. Not, no, but it's not a, there is, the only ethnic indicator is the language because lo, look at Lors and then look at Azeris. Oh, so what you mean look-wise, but look-wise... No, 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 look culture-wise, what oh. they eat, what, how they dress, even their dialect, every, the, the way they work, like they don't, they hate each other, a lot of them yeah, as well. Yeah, no, okay, fair like enough, but the food especially fair enough, because I mean, but you if, can say that probably for so many countries, you know, I went in Mexico, they all have different kinds of uh, food that is unique to the kind to of region. region. No, but, but I, like... 
Iran was built like the original Iran when Cyrus was a Persian, right? He and he, they, they came together with the Medes and they came together. It was not built as an ethnic, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. France at some point, especially, uh, you know, there was the Treaty of Westphalia and in Europe, they decided to build nation states. In Iran, they've always decided, no, no, this is dangerous. We want, because it would lead to fragmentation. We want to build the imperial system. So that's the difference. So that's why it's always hard. But I would still say that, you know, just colloquially speaking, yeah, Arabs face racism in Iran. It's just, you know, colloquially speaking. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, I got Uh, you. And they're, yeah. yeah, they're just... With the Afghani one, I guess Afghani, you're right, quantitatively, because there are so many and they're such from a different social class than pretty much any kind of Iranian. There's all these differences on the ground, but I'm with you there. And so, and yeah, what about the last problem that you have, which is, I guess, you would. Yeah. I mean, there is, I guess I, that's I, derogatory in the term that in Iran, people use it in the same way as people use that term derogatory in the West, where? which when? is that you're cheap. When have you heard that in Iran? I mean, maybe I have I, never heard I that. I think either. I've heard it, but I've heard, they all, I've heard that when, yeah, they do say uh, Jews are, uh, uh, they, there is that joke, uh, that Jews joke, uh, racial, racial stereotype that Jews are scared of blood or mm. they're just fearful people. Just, you know, some people say, but the idea that Jewish, Jewish people, especially since uh, Safavid era onwards, have always been at the zenith of Iranian society. Yeah. I have Jewish neighbors and Jew, Jews, look, this is yeah, all goes sure. back to history. This is not because Iranians are awesome or anything like that. Iran's biggest enemy were Ottomans, were Sunni Muslims, right? So Iran had a, uh, I mean, Shah Abbas the Great had a clear policy of when he built Esfahan, the then capital of Iran, he had a policy of bringing Jews and Armenians in and settling them and giving them high ranking positions, mm-hmm. giving them like the Iranian bureaucracy were basically uh, Jews. Armenians and um, uh, slaves, uh, slaves that were brought up from Caucasus and other places, right? So, th- so this I don't understand why they included Jehud, but but they don't include Arab. Yeah, like, Jews are not. So wait, I mean, I want to. I like to connect that to a story I sent you last night. Uh, yesterday, a, a rabbi, American rabbi, came to Iran. He went and I don't know if any many people know this. Major after Israel, most Jewish historical places are in Iran. A significant portions of Torah was written in Iran. If you read Torah, it's almost it's almost like a it's a parallel of the founding story of Iran. I mean, Cyrus and Moses, same exact story. It's the same. I mean, somebody copied someone. I don't know who, but. Yeah. But so, you know, this idea that Jews in Iran, there are, we have a lot of problems. We have racism, sexism, but we don't have anti-Semitism. We you don't. don't have anti-Semitism. Granted, granted. Right. But the term here, like, I mean, they're explaining in the same way. And they're also saying that you say like the word Juhud to indicate stinginess or irrational fear of injury. So, I mean, I think they're just in this way it exists and it's not said toward two Jewish people, but like. I've heard it kind of being used in this in the same way that the term is used around the world, I guess. I have rarely heard it. But yeah, not very way. frequently at all. And I, I'll give and you yeah, I, I wouldn't. Yeah, it's very rare. And it's I don't know. It's I just don't think that's 
I would, I've been to, uh, for example, there is a synagogue very near my house and I've been there a couple of times. Unlike Europe, unlike America, there is no need to have one of those, what do they call them? The metal, one of those metal detectors. There is no security. There is no police officers mm. waiting because, because no, because there hasn't been a history of pogroms or we don't, I believe I did a research on this one time and I think there's only one event of a sort of a mob killing a Jewish man uh, that's from 300 years ago or something. Yeah, you know? no, it makes, so the, the, I agree with you. I agree so with you I mean, I, I find it very strange that Arabs are not included, but Jews are included. That's very odd. Yeah. But very, and otherwise, very fun, um, very fun document to kind of talk about. Yeah, it was and, fun. And I, explore I don't kind of Iranian stuff. society. That's just who you are, Sam. It's in your nature. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but it's never too late to work on yourself. <laughs> I you apologize. Can always change. I apologize. No, but good stuff. Anything else to mention? Uh, no.